0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.
1: The collision of common sense
0: and comedy. This is The Collision. Of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning
2: Blaze with Doc Thompson. 1976. Madison, Ohio. And a giant, stationary American flag made out of fireworks. Giant, stationary American flag on poles made of fireworks. That's my earliest fourth of july memory really that's a pretty good one the bicentennial 1976 oh wow that's that's the earliest fourth of july fireworks memory and they had you know how they do these stationary ones on poles oh, you know, yeah. like big pictures yeah. or whatever yep, yep. it was a giant american flag and they lit it up and I mean, your memories as a kid are a little distorted. I don't know how long the thing burned, but it was a bright red, white, and blue flag. For hours. Yeah, for, we were there for days, and it's just spectacular. But I thought about that uh, over the last couple of days, and I'm like, that's a pretty good 4th of July memory. There was a the bicentennial. Oh, yeah. And the hype leading up to the bicentennial was amazing. We're now 242 years, so eight years from now, we'll be at least the, what do they call it? The, the halfway mark 250. What is that called?
3: Uh, yeah. Okay. As the guy that knows barely English. What's okay, that that's a
2: good call. That's a good. But 250 years—that'll be a cool one. You know, eight yeah, years that from, that that'll be. be a big oh, deal. Oh yeah. And it's quite possible you could live to the tricentennial—300 years.
3: Really? Mm. Well, 50. Oh wow. 20, yeah. 2076, you yeah.
2: be 80 or so. Yeah. What right? about you? It's possible. It's possible. Depending on what you Technology? know, medical <laughs> advancements happen <laughs> in the next couple of years. <laughs> I would be over a hundred, <laughs> but it's possible. Hey. Yes. And I'll I'll have the exact same reactions I had in 1976. (laughs) I will also likely have defecated myself. There'll be a lot of similarities. Ooh, can we get ice cream? I'll exact (laughs) same way, right. So did you have a good fourth? Everything good?
3: Yeah, I went. So I did a little travel. I went to Glen Rose. I went to uh, Fossil Rim, took Milo. Glen Rose, is that a dude? No, that's a town. It's awesome. I told you the Fossil Rim where you could take kids and they could see the wild exotic animals, existing a- cabins. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
2: it's, it's like a wildlife refuge. Wildlife type? refuge. Yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha.
3: And then we went to Austin. Oh, never been to Austin until two days ago and drove there. Stayed at an Airbnb, rented a whole house. Nice stuff. Oh, yeah. The in laws came down. Oh, well, future in laws. Sorry, I'm not there yet.
2: I thought you said it was a good time.
3: It, it was. It was. They only came for like the last. Oh, so a day. good time then. Good, yes, yeah, it's yes. always good. And yeah. my sister stayed in town, so I'm able to you know enjoy with her. We did a lot of fireworks. I spent about you know three hundred dollars in fireworks because mm-hmm. we were at the ranch. So we did kind of different. Things. So you
2: went full Texas and bought uh, a bunch wh- too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And yes. let me hold up your hands. And we'll be here. Uh, yep, all ten fingers. Good. Good job. Nicely yeah. done. thanks. Hey, Good time. I can't wait if we have any stories about fingers being lost. Oh, yeah. So there's a couple in the news right now. And the nice thing is, this will continue over the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. So yeah. tomorrow, Monday, yep. we're going to have more uh, oh, yeah. crazy fireworks stories. <laughs> Lots of arrests. There's all kinds oh, of those coming too. Yes. Yeah. A lot of good arrests. A lot stories of people trying today.
3: to do the, you know, the uh, terrorist belt. That doesn't work. All oh,
2: right, a fireworks type yes. thing. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, because it's Thursday, and uh, you know, last night was Wednesday. It's kind of weird when it falls on a Wednesday, the Fourth of July, the Independence Day. Uh, so this coming weekend's going to be a big one. Oh. Because a lot yeah. of people are still off today and tomorrow. Oh yeah. So if you're a little disappointed, there's not uh, more of the "I just lost a limb" American shooting off fireworks stories. The weekend is coming. It's coming up. You got a lot of, and and there'll be a lot more shootings in Chicago too. Oh.
3: And that's not because of Fourth of July, though. No,
2: no, that's just because oh, the weekend. The weekend. Okay, <laughs> it's what? so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. <coughs> How my, did Whitey Whitey take it? Uh, they're okay. They, my, Whitey's too young. but Now yeah. you got me saying it. I why, know. my son? Why? <laughs> that's the only reason I'm why just I do it. i gonna start doing it. <laughs> why is still too young to appreciate it? Cubby loves fireworks, but my 16 year old son Tiger's in town as well. Oh. And you know, Chris, your son is with you over the summer. Yes. Yes. But he doesn't live with you full time.
3: No, no, no. I only get him summer and holidays.
2: Right. So, yeah. in my sixteen-year-old son, again, he, I get him part time as well, and have most of his life. If you're if you're a parent with a kid that doesn't live with you, and you only get him part time, there there always seems to be that kind of pressure to make up for lost time. Yes, isn't that always out? Yes.
3: There? And next thing you know, you want to buy him everything, and you want to be like that cool parent and yeah, the cool dad. It's, right. It's, so your mom told you you not cannot. Oh, you cannot. You eat can ice do it cream. here. Go for it. You know what? Three loads of ice cream. That's right. No showering today. Forget about
2: teeth. Don't brush your teeth. You had to brush them all summer. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) So that's how you want. And then you're like, I also don't want to make them think like every day with me is Disney. So you try to do some normal. And then you feel bad. Yeah. (laughs) I had to say no to Miley. He wanted a toy. He was like, but
3: it's the first because I was told the first and fifteen. Of course, everybody almost everybody gets paid on the date. I could get you something. It was like, can I get this? I was like, oh, gosh, I got him into a routine
2: yep. every first and 15. That's when you're not with me. When and- you're with me, life's rough, <laughs> right? Well, I started thinking about it the last few years with my son, and I was like, it was about four or five years ago, and I was like, okay, I'm trying to make up for lost time. And some of that's understandable. So I'm like, I've got to make up for all these things I didn't get to do with him every day. So- like daily chores we got to make up for those oh yeah like normally you got a couple daily chores no no you got a lot of them like you're working all day like slave labor right you gotta clean those baseboards right and all the tough love you didn't get yes so it's like i mean it just put him to work and it's like okay you're you were making up for all the lost time here you got to make up for all of it you're
3: getting a couple of pets not just one pet you're getting two or three pets so he knows that the life cycle little fluffy died Well, here's right. another one. And I
2: expedite that so yes. I kill the pet, yes. so he understands it goes yes. through the sadness of that. Yes. It's like I got to make up for all this yes. lost time. And I
3: can't wait to sixteen because sh- that means I have to bring in you know different girlfriends and like okay this week you have to break up with this one. Right, and exactly. I, I got to teach you how to break up to with this teach girl. how to break up with this and then, one. And then the other one, like, hey girl, you have to break up and with him, so I can I do can it. Teach and you. And we just roll it all, all into the one way weekend. Way to one-
2: <laughs> And that's uh, that's really difficult. It is but, very difficult. Yeah, uh, parents, or your kids don't live with you full time. Making up for the lost time of all that stuff is really difficult. You know, all the times you just flip out as a parent. But I, I, I'm working. You know, shut up. Right, exactly. <laughs> all of that stuff. You know, because you got to make up for the bad and the good. You do. You do. You and know, you, you don't want to live in some fairy tale. No, line, you, you got to you know. give them some homework too. But it's summer.
3: No, not this weekend. No, because you're weekend. with me.
2: Yes. Sorry. Yes. So, yeah, he's got that. It's it's a lot of fun around my house. Oh, you I see. bet. <laughs> and, and you do the double negatives. And sk- he's <laughs> great. He knows my tricks. Since he's little, if, if I go, you want to go to the store with me? No. Are you sure you don't want to go to the store? Yes. Yes, you're sure you don't want to go to the store? Yes. Yes, you're sure you do not ever want to go to the store? Or now not ever wanted. And I just keep throwing all these different combinations in just to, uh, just to stress him out. And I did that his entire life until he got to be about 13, 14 in one day. I was, he said, you want this? And I go, no, that's okay. He goes, are you sure you don't want it? Oh, oh, I it the back. The tables have turned. And then, of course, there was the day that he says, uh, we're driving down, the car, driving down the road in the car, and he says something about that he never gets mad. It was, it was okay. like one of my favorite days. And I just never realized it. He really doesn't get mad.
3: Like I was talking about Matt. Like, what do you mean? Because Matt for me is like, I could get mad over like someone cut me off. That kind of man, or like dude. any man.
2: Oh, really? Like as a kid, I mean, he would get upset a little bit if he didn't get his way when he was really young. But by the time this was when he was probably about twelve, and he's like, yeah, I just don't get mad. <laughs> Ochelant. Oh, and he said that in the car, and I went, what? Because to me, that's like saying, I stopped breathing like seven years ago. (laughs) I haven't eaten in 12 years. Somehow I'm still here. I don't like pizza. I mean, all these, it was just foreign. It was, and I go, what? Like, what are you talking about? I thought this was a setup to a gag or something. And he goes, yeah, I just, you know. And I was like, oh. So I focus back on the road and driving. And I'm thinking, (laughs) I'm, I'm like trying to remember times that he's gotten angry or upset about stuff. And I'm like. Son of a biscuit eater! This kid doesn't get mad. So then I'm driving along. I'm going. It's my duty as a parent to teach him how to get mad responsibly. Yes, you know because if there's anybody that knows the pitfalls, the ins and outs of getting mad, yeah, that is. I'm the King Kong of getting mad. I'm the Grand Poobah of getting mad. Hashtag Angry Doc. That's right. You don't get a hashtag on Twitter angry with your name unless you've got the ins and outs of this stuff. Yes. So, uh, so we're driving a little farther and I go, wow. How about that? Uh, whatever. You remember you didn't get that toy?
3: That's so, <laughs> he goes, wrong. That's so good.
2: And I remember that thing where you couldn't get it. He's like, yeah. And I go, pretty frustrating. Isn't it pretty damn frustrating. Isn't it? And I did a couple of these, like two, three. And he finally goes. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and he just smiles. He goes, come on, man. Seriously, what are you doing? You really think he's going to... I was like, it is, my, it is my promise that I am going to make you mad at some point to show you. And he's like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of fun at my house, you know.
3: Oh, that's good. That's good. That's always, always a good, good
2: time. So did you celebrate Fourth of July in Puerto Rico? Thank you for asking me that. I did not uh, celebra- let me Sorry, let me correct myself. Okay. Yeah. Did you celebrate Independence Day? I, I hate that we we call it Fourth yeah. of July and it loses something. It's Independence. Yeah. Did obviously no. Puerto Ricans are Americans? Yes, second class Americans. I would say that's not inaccurate. Yeah, you,
3: you <laughs> live in a territory. It's funny. Uh, last week on a Friday, me and Pat had this conversation, and he was like, "Wait a minute, what?" I'm like, "Think about it, Pat." He said, like, "What do you mean?" It's like we are the second class Americans. He was like, "Wait a minute, you're right." And I started saying some different things, how you know Puerto Ricans and Mexicans, we have this little feud because. We are the only Hispanics that are real, le- legitimate uh, American citizens. Right. So he was like, I just burst his bubble. He was like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. Sadly, in America, you guys are second-class citizens. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. But no, over there, there was no such thing as 4th uh, of July or day. Independence Day. It was more just another day.
2: Did uh, it, What's the, because I know the Puerto Ricans go crazy on one day about Puerto Rico Day. Oh, the
3: Puerto Rican Day Parade.
2: Yeah, and is yeah. that celebrate? Is that tied to like an independence no. and something? It's no. just, it's just a
3: we just apron. said, hey, July twelfth yeah. or yeah. September
2: fourteenth yep. is yep. a day. But if
3: you go to Puerto Rico, there's different holidays. You know, you got. Um, uh, I didn't burn any of them, but anything well, that happens like, like in Rico.
2: Plantain Day, yes, Plantain Day is that centered around the Plantain Festival? There's yes, a Plantain the, Day the, and a Plantain Festival. You know the Ohio Festival, right? The Ohio yeah. many, yeah. <laughs> There's many, uh, yeah, and then Banana Leaf Day, yes, and Banana yes, Day, yes. yes okay, yes. so you got all those things,
3: yeah. but um, it's more like you know the like Carnival, like in Brazil. Carnival. We have one of those. In is Rico. that
2: tied to uh, uh, Lent and, and uh, Fat Tuesday, or just Carnival? No, just Carnival.
3: Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm. but no, I, I didn't know about Independence Day slash Fourth of July. In I came to the United States. So talk about a. And you were call. a
2: teenager. A I was kid. twelve. Twelve. Okay. So yeah. so you you moved to uh, Florida. Yep. American citizen. Now you're a Floridian, and yep. you're in the mainland there. And, and all of a
3: sudden, everything shuts down. And hey, let's go see fireworks. What do you mean fireworks? Yeah, things that blow up in the sky. I'm like, huh.
2: Have you ever seen any
3: fireworks? really? Uh, yes, yes, we have, little, but okay. I just did not know there was this day where oh, okay. majestic fireworks make like you know the heart, the American flag, yeah, and you know everybody stops on the side of the road and let's just look at it. Wow! Anybody Ooh. that listens to
2: this program regularly knows that I am uh, cynical and skeptical and jaded. Do you think some people know that? Right? Oh yeah, okay. everybody knows that. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And there are a lot of things that I'm just like I just don't get it. What? 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 Me and fireworks. I don't even mean lighting them off. That's a whole other world of fun there. I mean just going to a monster fireworks celebration. And I don't mean the big music. If you're under, right under the oh, big fireworks, yes. and it just consumes, and it falls yes. all the way around you, there are few things better in my life. That 10, 20 minutes, whatever, if it's a nice warm summer evening with a light breeze, and I don't have some jackhole sitting next to me spilling beer or something like that if I'm just spilling it on myself because I'm drunk, That's fine. Drunk, that's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's good. And I'm just lounged back. It is 10 minutes of escapism for me. Yeah. It oh, especially perfect. and
3: you feel the, the, the booms right on your chest. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that
2: boom. It's yep. Like,
3: oh, takes me back.
2: And just see the, uh, those huge ones, though, that just fall all the yeah. way down. And it, you're like, it's going to hit the ground. It just crackles in this. I don't know place. why it captivates me like that. I mean, part of it is tied to American independence. Yeah, and by of course. Whatever you. Do you get teary
3: uh I get teary. A little bit. A little bit. Especially it, yeah. After joining the military. Then oh, I under- that's different. Then, then I yeah. understood the whole Independence Day fighting for this country every time, and, it's, and especially in the during the military. Uh, they did every base has this beautiful you know lights fireworks of display. display, but they also tie it in like hey, remember you you fallen soldiers and then just it gets really sad like
2: you know i hadn't thought about that it's simple and it's stupid i should have i get veterans and their reactions tied to other days memorial day uh, veterans day whatever but yeah fourth of july you're going if not for this would not exist wow yeah that's so that's one of the
3: things i was really i was really happy that i was able to experience both sides civilian military veteran now Now, during my veteran years, it's kind of difficult because the sound and the whole crazy. It triggers you sometimes. It triggers sometimes. Yeah, it triggers sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes I'm able to catch myself like, okay. Calm down. Nobody's okay. attacking you. It's, okay, it's yeah. okay. You know, some Milo's here. You know, everybody's here. It, it's, but it, it's fantastic just transition. Like all three times. Like, wow. Civilian, okay. Military. Oh. Veterans. Oh, who's gonna kill me? But I'm okay. <laughs> I'm
2: okay. It's a little bit different there. Okay. Wow, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I just I love fireworks. I don't even I don't even know where to go with them. I don't even know what to do with them. Beyond that, I just Love them.
3: I got to ask. Yeah. Lava fireworks. What comes first? Now, you can't combine them. I saw your face. You can't combine them because... Because I've already thought of
2: setting fireworks in the (laughs) path of lava. Just throw, just start throwing lava. (laughs) Yeah, set them all up and let the lava light them.
3: Yeah, that would be a warning. If we know like the last two fireworks got off, we have to leave. We have to go. That's it. It's time to go. We have to
2: leave. Let's go. (laughs) I'm going fireworks. You go, really? Yeah. I think, I think there's more you can do with fireworks. True. Yeah. Lava is kind of a one trick pony. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's fun for a while, it is. and I'm likely going to kill myself. And you can't touch it. And you can't touch it. You can't hold it in your hand. No. Fireworks, fireworks you shouldn't. No. But you can quite often safely. Those Roman
3: candles, got to be careful with those.
2: Yes, you should not. No. It's always a bad idea. Yes. But I feel it's safer to hold some fireworks than it is to hold, than holding yeah, the lava. the little stars. The little sprinklers. sprinklers. Yeah. Do you realize how dangerous those are? Yes! Do you know how hot those things get? Yes! Those things get like 6,000 degrees. Unbelievable. And you give them to, to little, little kids. To little kids. You would actually be better <laughs> off with them holding a Roman candle. Thank you. Because that doesn't get hot. It doesn't as hot. As long as it's aimed away, yes. they're good. Yes. Right. This thing, they're like, oh, let me touch the pretty. This is all for kids. Right. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not, not. No. And by, th- okay, I could go forever on this. I got to take a break and I'm going to come back and tell you about a couple of failures when it comes to that. Now you got me on the whole sprinklers thing. <laughs> But first, got to tell you about WaxRx. It's a great system that helps clean out the earwax out of your ears safely, effectively, and efficiently. I mean, if you're shoving something in your ear, that's not doing it right. You're supposed to go to the doctor if you can't get it out yourself. The problem is you have to pay for a doctor's appointment. Even if it's a copay, what's that cost you? And then your insurance and whatever. Just get the WaxRx system at usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com. If you get that, you'll have it on hand whether you need it now or in the future. Uh, Other members of your family, your kids, whoever could use, it as well. Three-step system. The first step is eardrops that go in your ear to soften the earwax. The second is the specially doctor designed pump that flushes it out safely, yet effectively. <laughs> and then the third step is a pH balance rinse, and your ears are left feeling soft and, and supple soft. and a little bit moist. moist but yes. soft and supple. And you can get it all at, at wax at usewaxrx.com. The promo code you're looking for is radio to get it shipped to your door. Absolutely free. It's usewaxrx.com
0: the morning blaze with doc thompson the blaze radio network Diverse Morning Show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: Happy 5th of July, the day after Independence Day. Do you know, um, most of the signers did not sign until like the, I think it was the 9th? Really? Yeah. Um, in fact, I was just talking with somebody from the uh, Mercury One Museum, and I knew that many of them did not sign on the 4th. Um, I knew it was a couple of days or a day later and many of them were out of town. So they signed once they got to town, you know, the, the delegates. Um, but as it turns out, I think it was the ninth and 11th. The fourth was the day it was completed and made public voted on whatever it was put forth. And then they all signed yeah. it a couple of days later.
3: Interesting. I no, I did not know that.
2: Yeah. And we're speaking of fireworks, which I love the quote from John Adams about moving forward. We should go for uh, we should celebrate this day with bonfires and illuminations. It's, it's really long, but that's one of the one of the statements he made. So you think fireworks are still relatively new? Yes, I mean, they are ancient. They go back thousands China of years time, to yeah. China, yeah. thousands of yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, as far as the, the mass use of them. You know, just the last probably fifty hundred years in America, you know, they were pretty special. Now, every town in America, it's just standard what you do. But for him at that point to say bonfires and illuminations, did he mean fireworks? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, bonfires, it could be any illumination. Illumination yeah. could be blanket statement, but I just love Lanterns? that. Lanterns? Mm-hmm. And it's statement, if you go and read it, and I'll tweet out a uh, a link to it as well so you can read it. It's, it's pretty amazing where he... He has a moment of clarity about what they have done, what's at stake. I mean, remember, they were all committing treason.
3: Yeah, against the crown.
2: Right. I mean, and this is the most powerful army in the world. The sun never sets on the British Empire, right? I mean, at this time, they could have all, we will all hang or we shall all uh, uh, surely hang together, you know, that Ben Franklin quote. So, yeah, committing treason. But there's this moment where he re- recognizes the significance of what they've just accomplished because that it was pretty powerful what they accomplished. Number two, what's at stake in their lives. And then three, this brief moment of what's possible in the future with what we just did. Having no real understanding that they would be, that they have created what will become the world power. Unbelievable. I mean, look at the things America has accomplished In inventions and uh, servitude to the world, saving people, and uh, just amazing, immense. One of the most populous countries on the planet. All of that in that moment, and there's just this little little flicker of I wonder. It's pretty amazing. All right, now back to the bonfires and (laughs) illumination. Stop giving your kids sprinklers. Yes. They are a weak fireworks, number one. And number two, they're dangerous. Very dangerous. So just stop that, okay? And stop giving them those stupid worthless snakes. The snakes? You ever light the little snakes on fire? No. Oh, what a colossal failure. They look like little pellets, like little pills. Okay. I can't believe you're not seeing seen. No. These. <laughs> Such a failure. They're like little bottle cap size or pill size, just black cylinders. hmm And if you light the edge of them, like with a, a lighter, you yeah. just put it up there. They start oozing out and making long little...
3: Oh, like snakes. Like snakes, out. right. Oh, okay.
2: Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it's no? not. It is ho- horribly boring. You got to keep lighting them and the, oh, bleh, it oozes out. Wow, it made like a <laughs> four-inch long bit of, of burnt Goo. stuff. It's, bur- it's burnt. It's oh. burnt. It's burnt. So it's like when you, you know, you burn a piece of paper, all the stuff that's left when it's still kind of solid before it yeah. breaks yeah. apart. It's like that in snake form <laughs> and you go, all right, kids I got the snakes and you get a box of them, like a little like playing card size box with like 50 of them for like four cents because they're so worthless. I got to believe that they came about because they had like stuff left over and they're just like, throw it in and we'll make something. Call them yeah. snakes, we'll whatever. Call them
3: snakes, yeah.
2: But those are are one of the ones that were safe for kids or safer. Oh, okay. But someone has to let it light it up, though. That's the other failure. So as a parent, you're going, okay, here we go. Okay, here we go again. Let me keep lighting these, lighting these. Great. It's not doing anything. Fail, fail, fail. You know which ones are good. What? And I feel very comfortable with even some younger kids. Okay. Maybe not three. Okay. But, you know, if you're like, okay, I'm the adult. I'm going to light these fireworks off. You know, maybe the 10-year-olds could have these. Maybe even eight. The little snaps that you throw. Oh, yes. 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 Right? Pow. Right. Well, you're not chucking in somebody's eyeball. No, no. You're good. Right? And then all the fun. Okay. So you throw them all these places. So you try throwing them on the ground. And you throw them off the wall. You do that <laughs> yes. for a while. Of course, you try throwing at the dog. Yes. scare the dog. You do all that <laughs> stuff. Then what do you do with them? Then you're like, okay, this is getting boring. <gasps> I'll do a cluster of six of them.
3: Oh, yes. A cluster of
2: six of them. Yep. And you throw it, then you realize, okay, only two of or three of them hit. So <laughs> I gotta, the max I gotta is pick like, up again. Like three clusters. Okay, got <laughs> it. And you do all that stuff. And then you get bored, and then you're like, oh, what if I put it on the ground and I step on it real hard? And you do those ones for a while. So you get all that going. So those are, those are fun for a while. Those are all right. Yeah, just a little Ooh. bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. All right, get the tweets into us. If you uh, would, please join the program. Remember you the hashtag, what I learned today. And it's at Doc Thompson show at real Chris Cruz. We've got some scary things coming up all summer long. He's what? come off the holiday. You got a lot going on this weekend. Some things you need to be aware of. Some things out of Florida. Yeah, that's going to be trouble. I'll share with you coming up next on this. The morning blaze. If you walk away angrily laughing, we did our job.
0: 888-900-3393. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: Some things you need to be aware of. Uh, of some things you need to be aware of as we head into this. Uh, well, I guess for some people, still a long holiday weekend, and probably moving forward all summer long. The Florida Department of Health has put out a warning. How big's that department? That's got to be huge. Oh yeah. The warning. The people who just put out warnings about oh, Florida. Yeah working for the state oh huh. they gotta have like like seven eight thousand people there cozy job you know you gotta you, you, you there's retire. so well there's so much meat right <laughs> you're like they got okay Department of Health just the people that have to put out warnings there's like yeah. eight thousand people yep so you got like 30 40 people working uh, in the uh worry about carjacking <laughs> right yeah. you got uh, maybe a hundred and 150 worried about ms-13 oh yeah Probably got about 100 uh, worrying about uh, uh, gators and other wildlife, stuff like that. You got that cocaine uh, coming from... Uh, drugs department. Then you got uh, the, the uh, dumb criminals department, right? That would be the one to the work The Friday in. leftovers uh, department. That's the department, yeah. So they're warning, of, warning beachgoers about an outbreak of... Do you, do you, what do you think I would say? An outbreak of...
3: Uh, maybe some kind of like, uh, like malaria you- or, yeah, but like, uh, salmonella.
2: Okay, good, yeah, good, salmonella. That's good. Sea lice.
3: What? Sea lice? That's a thing? <laughs> that's that's what I said. Because I know about lice.
2: Right. I know about crabs. Yes. I don't know about sea lice. Neither did I. Sea lice.
3: Ugh.
2: Yeah. How about that? It's primarily right now on the Northwest shore, so that's Panhandle, but- The beaches around Pensacola have purple flags up to alert swimmers about sea lice. So I know the flags are about hurricanes,
3: so now we have a sea lice
2: flag. So you see the ones about the undertow. Yes. Right. You see those. Yes. The riptides. Yes. And you see the ones about sharks. Yes. You see the ones about all these things. Tornado, hurricanes. And now you have sea lice.
3: Is there a (laughs) chart? No. It's related right to a lifeguard. Does he have a shark? Right, exactly. That says, oh, that's oh, the purple ice.
2: flag. That's the yeah, green yeah, one. That's yeah. the, oh, sea lice. Yeah, maybe I roll the dice on that Do one. Do you have the rainbow flag? No, I don't think so. I okay. don't think it's warning about the gays on the beach. I don't know. Because, you know, that will so. come really handy when you next time you go to Disney. Well, and I imagine if you put up too many flags, then they're, they're like, what it's rainbow you're warning of us what no this one's sea lice and this one's sharks oh so we all have sea lice and sharks now right no yeah the rainbow flight the rainbow warning is up at Disney oh
3: okay just be
2: advised there are some homotype sexuals here just so you know (laughs) it's gay day so back to sea lice okay I I, I don't don't have enough things to worry about how many other things how many other warning signs have to go up before you go maybe I don't go in the ocean okay Because I'm always like, come on! What are the odds of sharks? Special in Florida, right? So sea lice, and I'm going. I mistakenly believe this was something you got from sea hookers, but or you know, sea uh, like bikers, you know, something like that. Sea whores, not sea horses. No, no, not the horses. Yeah, horse from the sea that live in the sea, or um, maybe sea poor people. Is this could be? Could this be it, Doc? What's that? Mermaids. Oh. Could this be... I don't think you get sea lice from mermaids. Could this be the HIV uh, of the mermaids? I don't think so. No? I think they just give you crabs. Hello! Hello! Where's the bell? See that? <laughs> <See> that? Winner. <laughs> See, Chris, crabs are also a crustacean, which yes. is really that good. Yeah, that's, yeah, hey, that's good a there. good one. That's a good one. No, so sea lice, it turns out, is not actually lice. Oh, just like what we think of lice, like the little right. bug. Okay. What it actually Little jellyfish larvae. larvae. Oh, do they itch? Or cells. Yeah, that come off the... Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, so you're still getting the effects like you've Itchy, had Itchy,
2: irritated rashes oh. with bumps and welts. And I saw a couple peop- uh, pictures that one of those people from the Florida Department of Health warning yeah. people sent out. And people's backs just covered with little red So like back yeah, right. That's, that's really <laughs> what it herpes. was. Horrible. Um, yeah, I'm just, I don't know if that's any better. Cause when I thought sea lice, I was like, all right. So you get the lice may itch a little bit and then you go to the doctor and they give you something or you have whatever and take it off. No, this is actually like hurting you. So did you say
3: they're like jellyfish.
2: Yeah, it's their larvae okay. or, or cells that flake off because they okay. still can. You know, those tentacles, even if they're dead, you yeah. get one of those tentacles, yeah. you get it. Yeah. Same principle here. So but do you pee really? On it? What? Do you pee on it?
3: Because, you know, when a uh, jellyfish stings you, you pee on it and then you get to go.
2: I want you to make me think I hadn't heard of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me think. So we're talking about sea lice or crabs that you may get for mermaids. I would just go ahead and say, yeah. I don't think it helps, but I think you're supposed to. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's not going to help <laughs> at all, help? but I think it is protocol. <laughs> Be on it. How you doing? I'm a mermaid. You got the sea lice? Let Be me help it. you out. Dave with the director of public safety for Pensacola Beaches, says, they aren't very intense, which is why we call them sea lice and not sea hornets or sea wasps. What? <laughs> <laughs> Even if they did, they couldn't call them that. It's not like they're fly or something. Well, not just that, but I think like getting stung—I saw these pictures. Okay, is pretty darn bad. Yes. It is in the akin to sea hornets, <laughs> sea bees. Well, no, because then they're going to confuse it with the the navy.
3: Yes. Ooh, nice.
2: Notice he said sea hornets or sea wasps, yes, not sea bees. Not sea bees. He said it's just one of those things you have to deal with when you go into the Gulf of Mexico. Gulf of Mexico. Mexico. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Huh. Uh-huh. Are these Mexico- I, I'm just wondering. Huh. Do we need to now build a wall in the water? I think so. A seawall. I a think sea so. A seawall to keep out. Mm. He said, "If uh, if you're a land animal and the Gulf is not your native environment, well, this is just one of those things you have to deal with." <laughs> So, sex to suck, basically. Right. <laughs> this guy working for government uh, and is a director of public safety seems pretty cavalier about yeah, the sea lice. Yes. Very. Right? He's like, very. They are, let me give you this whole thing again. They aren't very intense, which is why we call them sea lice and not sea hornets or wasps. We're not like you're getting stung or something, you know. Calm down. Calm, Calm down. down. Back off. Just settle down. It's just one of those things you have to deal with when you go into the Gulf of Mexico. If you're a land animal and you go into the Gulf, it's not your native environment. You just have to deal with these things i want to work for him i really want to work for him what do you think the age demographic is for dave greenwood Ah, uh, older yeah that's older. what i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking plus 60 yes yes he's yes. your grandpa who yeah. works there it's a little damn sea lice just uh rub just some dirt down. in it or pee on it or pee something on it. actually he's the one who be like just pee on it you'll be fine you'll be fine it's not like a shark took your arm see this? that's cut the of, other guy that's right <laughs> see this scar i have right here yeah <laughs> here's dave greenwood ready Sea lice, that's nothing, kid. Let me tell you what's dangerous in the Gulf of Mexico. It's really dangerous. Sharks. You see this? I got no left foot. Not one. It's all fake. Titanium, kid. Titanium. It's sharks that are dangerous. Get the hell out of here with your little sea lice. It's not like it's a sea hornet. (laughs) Now, light my cigar. The Department of Health says that sea lice typically appear on Florida shores between March and August. August. Oh, okay. Which is when Summer. you would want to be in yeah. Florida swimming. He said to avoid sea lice, there are some things you could do. Oh, here we go. All right, hit me. It's actually best to wear less clothing than more. Really? Because the real damage, it gets stuck in your clothes you take and it, it keeps home. stinging you. So, well, no, while you're wearing it, it just oh, keeps stinging you. Oh.
3: Keeps boop, boop, keep. Got it, got it, got it, got it.
2: So, wear bikini. less or less. Even less than two-piece? They recommend... He said, wear less clothing. And then he went on to say, women perhaps should wear a two-piece as opposed to a one-piece. Okay, what do guys wear? Speedos? Probably. Okay, okay. But, I, I mean, if he says less clothing equals less sea lice, and you're saying go from a one-piece to a T-piece, do we really want to take any sea you know lice what? chances? No.
3: no, we don't. It's I'm all, saying... It is time. I think it is time. time, time saying, this
2: is it. Nudist. Either this is true um, about the sea lice, that it does keep it down, or Someone Dave's a big fan of the two-piece. Yes, two piece. yes. Let me tell you, kid, back in my day, you couldn't even look at an ankle. You did even see that stuff. Now you got your one-piece, your two-piece. I ask you, which one would you rather have? Here's what we do. Sea lice. Wear less clothing. <laughs> which is ironic, because a lot of body lice normally comes from wearing less clothing. You want to avoid body lice <laughs> on land, you put more clothing on. Yeah, he said uh, what happens is the larvae that get caught in the, the bathing suits, or your T-shirts. He said nobody should wear a T-shirt when you go in. That stuff's going to stick to you. He said once you get out of the ocean, you should remove their suit immediately. Wow.
3: As soon as possible. So as soon as you off water, boom, naked.
2: Now, or- now I don't know how that conflicts with their policies You know, on the beaches of not you know, taking your swim trunks off and stuff like that. But I think you got a little bit of cover here.
3: Oh, I see he, he said, he, that a, little "See little
2: the cover, cover there." Yeah. He said, "You should remove their uh, their suit and shower as soon as possible. Wash your suit with detergent and dry it with heat." Okay, okay. So, but I think you know. Let's say, yeah, you now you're down in Florida, you get a little wild. Maybe in Pensacola, Panama City, people are want to get wild from time to time. And you get picked up for, oh, something like uh, public indecency, public nudity, something Ooh, like that. Here we go. Sea lice. Sea lice defense. I'm pretty sure sea lice is now a recognized defense in the state of Florida. I think, I think so. Yeah, well, they have a warning. So. Right? And if it's not a recognized defense. It needs to be. That's a case I'm willing to take. You can that's take it. that case? That's Hold the on. one. You're going to defend that case or you're going to be that case? No, no. I mean, I'd be willing to defend it. Okay. If I were an attorney. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a doctor. Yeah, esquire. I mean, but I could. I could be Doc Thompson, esquire. Uh, I could. I could just buy online. Maybe I will this afternoon. Okay. I'll buy it online, and esquire. Then, I, then we got to find somebody that. uh sea uh, lice. Well, right, exactly. And and got busted for you know taking their clothes you know off what? or something.
3: I know what you are I'll I'll sacrifice my body.
2: for Would science. you do that? Yes. I was thinking some little honeys, and you do a pro bono.
3: Oh. Okay. I thought you kind of, like, hmm. hinting me to,
2: you know, get in the that water. It would be funny, though, and that'd be good for the show. <laughs> I think we got something there. Now, you think that's the only thing you got to worry about? Uh, actually. There's m- more, kid. There's all kinds of stuff to worry there about.
3: Is. Lots of stuff. So sea lights first. Okay. Pool noodles. Pool noodles.
2: Pool noodles.
3: Oh, those things that, uh, Yes. Uh, me, uh, your son, and uh, Milo, used su- uh, I think it was last summer? Yeah. Yeah.
2: The noodles, the long, yeah. floaty things you with the hole out, in them, and yeah. you can do the whole thing right. You got to worry about those. What's, uh, what? Well, they're warning people in Arizona you got to worry about those because there's been a rash of people finding them with something inside them. Drugs. No. <gasps> something living. Snakes. Yes. Oh. <gasps> Wow! Yep. yep, I started thinking about this. <laughs> what's going on with snakes? What do you mean? What's going on? What do you mean? How dumb do you have to be? <laughs> You're in a noodle. You don't know where that's going. You do not know what's at the other end. It's not like this. It's not like the snakes looped around. Snakes are not backing up. No, no, they're no, not no, slithering no. backwards. No, no. Okay, so once your head's in there, you dumbass snake, where are you going? <laughs> it's forward. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's nowhere to go, what's he gonna do? Stay there? Right. How dumb do you have to be to be a snake? Maybe you look around before you just slither true, into something. True. And we go around, do a couple laps, make sure it's okay. And you don't know the rule, you don't know this is the human area. Oh human valley snakes. Yeah, snake violation. Right, this is it. You have your territory. We have given you the entire friggin' Everglades. Am I right? so true we've given them the desert the mojave desert we've given them all this stuff and you got to roll up on my pool and the kids pool noodle they haven't seen you out there the last couple of weeks right they're not out there they got that sense and they're smelling they got the tongue out there like smelling around you can't smell humans are regularly here sorry (laughs) you back off if i'm in the desert and i get bit it's not good but you know what i'm out in the wild yeah, I expected. Yeah, you expect, you're in the territory. If get bit because I pick up the pool noodle, oh, I'm going to be ticked. It's, it's funny you said because over the uh,
3: over the week, Fourth uh, of July, a couple of snakes I found in the ranch. Oh no! And it's funny because uh, Autumn's uh, me. Uh, grandparents they have like people that work in the, in, in the fields, and he goes, "Oh, he's just going down, going at it." I'm like, "What is he doing?" It's like clubbing ah, a snake. Yep. I'm hitting a snake. Well, he was saying in Spanish, a snake. I'm like, ooh, can I go? Dude, this guy was snake killer. Really? You will really appreciate this guy. Oh, I love him. I want to meet oh, him. Oh, he He's was He's my like, idol. He was like- and now, can I get a picture with him? Oh, yeah. Will he sign it? And, and so he, he killed it, and it's like, now we cut his head, and then we leave it right here. <laughs>
2: For the other snakes. Yes! So the other snakes know. I didn't know that was a thing. As a warning. I didn't know that was a thing. We go and get some popsicle sticks and put it on a stake. <laughs> right here. As he so a warning head. to the other snakes. We up the, the head, and then we took the body, you know. And, you know, you find two or three of them, you kill the one, and you tell the others, tell your friends. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? I got it. I can't believe I've never come up with this. Okay. We need a snake mafia. Okay. A snake mafia. Okay. Some snakes that'll keep the other snakes away from us. Oh. You know, like um like the mob. It's kind of like a police force for people who can't go to the police,
3: right? <laughs> the bobbies <laughs> they keep the other criminals yeah, the in bobbies. check. Right, the bobbies. Right. The bobby
2: snakes. I'm thinking I uh I need the snake mafia. Oh, you know where they they keep the other snakes away. I like that. There's an idea in here somewhere. This I like is good. That. This is I very like good.
3: That. Are you interested in financial freedom? I'm always, you know, dude. You don't have to ask.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Me too. Uh, there is a, a very important message coming up. One that you are going to be amazed by. It's coming up Thursday, July 19th, when Glenn Beck is hosting a free. Yes, I said free online investment training broadcast special that could be very valuable to you. It's on a new asset class that he has personally been investing his own money in. Chris and I have talked to you about this in the past, and it is Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Glenn and I believe in cryptos. We believe that it could help you and millions of Americans restore your financial freedom. I don't know all of the details. I only know part. That's what makes classes like this and online investing training so important because you get the information. But what I know of cryptocurrencies, that some of them and some of the tech are going to be around for a long time, and part of it at least is the way of the future. Would you like to learn more about cryptos? Would you like some free investment training? Go to BeckCryptoShow.com, BeckCryptoShow.com and register for the free special event now. That's BeckCryptoShow.com. Glenn and his uh, number one crypto expert, Tika, and I can never pronounce his last name. Do you not pronounce his last no, name. No, I do
3: not. I'm the symbol on this one.
2: Well, uh, he's from the Palm Beach Letter. He will walk you through the new case for B- Bitcoin. Tika will give you the names of three cryptocurrencies that he recommends that you should buy now. Plus, you'll get exclusive free training on the new market where you could turn a few hundred dollars into a small fortune. And you have the chance to take part in the Palm Beach Letters exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway, which is huge. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com now and register for the free special event to make sure that you don't miss a thing. At least go and find out some information. We've talked about it. We've had some experts on. But this is an opportunity for you to learn even more. Maybe ask some questions. Get involved. If it's not right for you, it's not. But I'm telling you, some of this is going to be very good. BeckCryptoshow.com.
0: The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. a total stranger this morning? Punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc
2: Thompson. Lots of people have some strong uh, opinions uh, with about the sea lice. Lots of them. Many mm-hmm. I can't share. No. Like we always. Not that they're not valuable tweets. No, In fact, I'm going to retweet some right yes. now. Okay, so remember the different levels are. Yeah, I was going to get, can we explain the yes. levels again? Perfectly acceptable. Gets mentioned on the show. Yes. Right. Not that it's the best, because sometimes it's just the next one and Chris is lazy. But (laughs) perfectly acceptable. Boom, we put it out there. Okay. Um, Funny, but maybe not airworthy, based on sensitive audience. Yes. Uh, So that'll get you a retweet. Yes. And you're good to go. Yes. And then, oh my gosh, that's hilarious, but I cannot retweet it. It's too edgy. I'll I'll just like it. Like it. Yes. And then there's the... This is one of the funniest damn things, but I act, nothing to see here, nothing, nothing to, to see, see here. No, I'm just going to no. ignore it.
3: Yes, 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 yes.
2: Sometimes being ignored is a badge of honor. Yes. If you're edgy and ignored, quite often that's word our little... we that
3: with proudness. You know what we need? What do we need?
2: We need an off-site Twitter account that, it, oh. that the, the in-crowd really knows is us. Yes. And yet, you know, we have plausible deniability when hey, Fox hey. News talks to us.
3: I don't know what you're talking about. That's, right?
2: You could check my accounts. Hey, at Doc Thompson's show, do you control Willy Willy Wig Bomb? At Willy Willy Wig Bomb? No. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, what do you mean control? I'm sorry. <laughs> definition of is, is. What do
3: you mean control?
2: <laughs> Willy Willy Wig Bomb. I'm not even sure what that is. That a to account? What do you? Twitter? What's Twitter? Is that a county? Oh, that- lunch date. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> right. So maybe something like that in the future. Mm. All right. Um, Anyways, we'll retweet some of them out there, some that we may not, or just like some of them, or just ignore you. (laughs) It's another problem. For years, uh, parts of the world have suffered with uh, mosquito attacks. Yeah. And malaria and other diseases. But malaria is the big one. Yeah, scary. And for years, places like Africa, other impoverished areas... They've tried to battle and say, what can we do to, to stop the spread of malaria? Well, we got to stop the, the mosquitoes. How do you stop the mosquitoes? Well, parts of Africa have banned DDT. That was a very effective way to control. Unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. Yep. Banned it. Maybe it's not good or whatever, but versus people dying, I mean. Come on, man. Or come up with something else. And a lot of people have come Mosquito nets are huge. Oh, that's. That. So while you're sleeping and stuff. By the way, in Puerto Rico. Huge.
3: That is the number one thing you get issued to you when you're born. <laughs> mosquito right. nets.
2: Boom. Wait, it's, well, Even if you're not worried about malaria, you just keep those things out while you're trying to sleep, right? And a lot of um, charities in that have donated tens of millions of mosquito nets over the years to places in Africa. Bill Gates has been very concerned about uh, Africa, them not having enough water, uh, mosquitoes, malaria, Good. stuff, whatever. Good for him. And he's done a lot. He's been great. So his foundation is now tackling the problem. They're taking it on. Good. And now they've invested in tech where scientists are coming up via gene splicing with killer mosquitoes. Whoa. That will kill other mosquitoes.
3: Whoa. Okay. Terminator right here.
2: Where uh, apparently the females are the ones that bite you. And they want to make it so the Males will kill the females. Okay. Okay. So they hook up for a little howdy doody, and boom, boom, a killed off of their head. Wow. So it's like Red Sparrow, the movie. Well, now you ruined Red Sparrow for me. No, I didn't see it.
3: No, it's no. Everybody knows the girls are the assassins.
2: Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't even oh, know it was about shut it. Up. I didn't even know it was about it. assassins.
3: <laughs> I hate you. So I thought much. it was
2: like uh, you know bird watching and nope. stuff. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well. Now you've ruined that for me. Anyway, so doesn't this seem like a little bit dangerous to be messing with this stuff? Yeah. I mean, it could be something down the road that everyone looks at and goes, you saved the world. Amazing. It was the key to saving all those millions of people. Great. But when you get into messing with science and gene splicing and all that stuff, I just get the feeling like I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to go, oh, my gosh, the world is out of chocolate. Chocolate does not exist anymore. Pizza is no longer around. Oh, easy there. The sunsets are all blue, you oh, know, or whatever. Just weird kind of things that like the butterfly effect. You do one yeah. thing here and it has these big yeah. consequences. Great movie, too. Whenever they mess with science that way, I'm always torn. Am I just the old guy that's going horseless carriage, people will die? Or should we not be messing with that stuff? We shouldn't. We should, shouldn't. Should we at least agree that we should tread cautiously and carefully? Yes. I don't think they are. I think Bill Gates is just going big with the 60 billion bucks he has, and he's got to save the save the people. Well, I at least applaud him for that, but I would just say let's be a little cautious. Get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Coming up, we got some ideas for you if you're going to be cooking out this holiday weekend.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: Part of the next
0: generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. sense and comedy this
2: is the morning blaze with doc thompson happy belated independence day a lot of people still of course celebrating a lot of people uh taking the weekend off sorry but in today's world now i think um if you have fourth of july falling on a wednesday you should either get monday and tuesday off but probably Thursday and Friday off. I agree. It only comes up once every, what, seven years or so, right? Because if it's on a weekend, you get either Monday or Friday off, right? partying. Okay, so, but it's, you only get, businesses only have to give you one day off. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. If it falls on Friday or Monday, again, you get one day off. Yep. Okay, that's four out of seven years, you get one day off. Yes. If it falls on a Tuesday or Wednesday, you ought to get Monday or Friday off as well. Yes, agreed. So as a business owner, you get, again, four out of seven, you get one day. Two out of seven, you get two days. Yep. And once out of seven, when it falls on a Wednesday, come on, man.
3: Or if you're like, uh, you, know, you own your own company, like uh, Glenn Beck, just take the whole week off. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. You can do that as well. That, that's always Which nice. Which is
3: why we always uh, push everybody to be entrepreneurs.
2: Right. You, you know? take the yeah. whole thing off.
3: Take the whole thing off.
2: But doesn't that just make sense? Just give them it off. Come of course on, it does. Of course it does. And how much is getting done anyway? No. And then Matthew pointed out, one of our coworkers, Glenn Chef. ironically, pointed out, he goes, <laughs> why do they give you the 4th of July off when it's on a Wednesday? When are fireworks? Ooh. Nine o'clock at night. Yeah. 9.30. And you have to get up for work on Thursday? No. You, you give them off Thursday. I know it's the 5th, Agreed. but it doesn't. But it's that Agreed. holiday thing. Yeah. Hey, joining us now is our buddy, Chef Patrick Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at FoodBizPro. You can also go to FoodBizPro.com. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Doc. How are you? Doing well. Uh, I wanted to get you on to talk a little bit about uh, some holiday cuisine. We didn't get a chance to talk to you uh, earlier in the week and that, and we still got the long weekend. And obviously, all of summer is good time for, uh, you know, eating out and picnicking and stuff like that, getting out and about. But I wanted to talk specifically about hot dogs. We just came off the Nathan's hot dog eating event yesterday, you know, in in, um, Coney Island. Mm -hmm. Hot dogs are an American staple. But is there anything else you can do with them? What else? Can't you jazz them up? I mean, I see those Chicago dogs, which I've never had, which are like peppers and everything. Yes.
4: Yeah, I mean, um, there you know, there is no limit to toppings on hot dogs. Let's just put it that way. It's a pretty neutral base. So you could put anything on it. You can treat them like any other meat as far as the topping is concerned. Um, A couple of my favorites, uh, one that I actually did yesterday, uh, was a grilled Reuben hot dog.
2: What? Wait a moment. Give me this.
4: Yes, sir. So they don't make a rye hot dog bun. So what I do is I toast caraway seeds in the pan. You throw in some sauerkraut, a little white wine. You let that that simmer down. Um, A little bit of onion in there. And then you you grill the dogs. Right. You put you put down the Thousand Island dressing or Russian dressing, and then you put the dog in there. And then you put the kraut on top while it's warm. You put a slice of Swiss cheese over it, and you bait, either bake it in the oven on low, just enough to melt the cheese, or if you have if you, the grill is on, you can put them on the top rack of the grill and just close the rack for like forty five seconds to a minute, and it melts the cheese over the top. It is unbelievable.
2: Oh my gosh, that is such a great idea. And a lot of people do crowd on dogs anyway, right?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So
2: yep. yeah, that would be a real easy. I mean I mean, to dumb it down even if you don't want caraway sage, you could do a dumbed down version. You go, Okay, I already got the crowd. All I need is some Swiss and Thousand Island. You're gonna be in the neighborhood anyway.
4: You're ninety five percent there. You know, I mean, um and if you you can find pretzel buns, that's even better. I love pretzel buns.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the pretzel bun would be awesome on that. Ew. Do you like the pretzel no, bun? No, not the Have pretzel.
3: Have you had the pretzel bread? The yeah, yeah. Oh, those I'm are good. That. Oh, no. no oh,
4: mm-hmm. well, so so I do a, another one I've done before. Um, I'll probably try it tomorrow. Is a, a pretzel dog. So basically, it's pretzel bun toasted, a little mm-hmm. butter on there, toasted on the grill or on in a pan. Grill your hot dog, but then use um, you know just a, a, a cheese sauce like you would use for nachos or for it to dip your pretzel in. Use that, but spice it up a little. You can put a little Tabasco in there. You can put, uh, you know, uh, diced up jalapeno in there. Mm -hmm. You can use, or you can put chili over the dog and then put that cheese sauce on top. So it's a chili cheese dog, but it's like a chili cheese pretzel. See, I think you hit it
2: right off though, too. Dream big, but think of it as a blank canvas, right? Mm -hmm. Because like I've seen, I've seen things like where they go, you know, Korean dogs. We go to L.A. Burger in uh, Irving, um, uh, Texas sometimes. Or La Burger. I call it La Burger, yeah. right. And they, it's Koreans who own the place, so they have a Korean dog and a Korean burger or whatever. But a lot of times when I see a Korean hot dog, for example, they'll put like the bulgogi, the roast beef on top of it and build like oh. that, which is good. Don't get me wrong. But Patrick, yeah. you're right. You don't have to go that far if you've got the other flavors. If you treat that as the neutral meat base, you just put the stuff on
4: on the dog. Yeah. If you get, so if you just so for a Korean burger, I would get a really nice all beef hot dog. Like Welsh, Welsh, I think is the best, and I think the New York Times found them to be the number one okay uh, dog last year that you can buy in a grocery store. You can buy them at Whole Foods. They're uncured. Um, but if you take that, that, and you just chop up the kimchi so it's not such a big chunk right. and put that like a relish on the dog, I think that would be awesome.
2: Yeah. So I would go, you're right. I would do chopping it. You're right. That's a great point. Chop up. So you got the dog, the all beef. You're right. You chop up the kimchi on top of it. If you want to go crazy, you could put a little sesame oil or some sesame seeds on it. Right. So you get a oh, little more of the Asian slant.
4: Yeah. The sesame oil would be awesome. Actually. And One then, of my favorites.
2: Uh, I'm trying to think if, uh, if you wanted to go a little more Korean, if you wanted to put something a little sweet on there too, you might be able to go something a little sweet.
4: Yeah. You that could, would you could just more put difficult. a sweet, vin- just a sweet vinegar on there, you know, like a vinegar. Oh, a vinegar.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the kimchi by itself would be pretty legit too. So I'd never it's thought working. about it that way. You're right. As the blank canvas. That's awesome. And then burgers. Uh, I mean, burgers are pretty staples, well, but you could pretty much treat them the same way.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you, you know, a lot of people have very picky children that won't eat, hot, you know, it's just a plain hot dog with mustard or plain this or that. But you know how you chop up your hot dogs for, for kids uh, yeah. on, you know, every night of the week? Um, just putting mac and cheese on top of a hot dog or a hamburger works as well.
2: Oh, that's, that's a nice trick. That's a nice one. You're right.
4: <laughs> it's a double carb, but you know, it's the holiday splurge.
2: Yeah, and you're just tired of arguing with them. Shut up. We got to go like the sprinkler and sparklers <laughs> in a minute. Just, you know, just eat, eat something. <laughs> So um Yeah, that's a really uh really solid way to, to think about that. It's a ways to kind of trick them into that. Now, what are some other things we can do on the grill? And this is one of the big things I I mean, you can do anything if you have the foil, sure, but we're so limited. People don't think creative. And my some of my favorite things to do are vegetables like squash and stuff, where you just put mm-hmm. it right down on the grill. Butternut squash is one of my favorite. It mm-hmm. gets um uh, a little tricky because you got to cook it if you want to co- like cook really well you got to start it early it's got to be on there like 40 minutes or something
4: yeah you can do the same thing with sweet potato rounds you just slice a sweet potato about a half an inch thick oh. and you can leave the skin on uh just spray them with a little, little bit of oil salt pepper um and if you want to make them a little sweeter you can sprinkle um cinnamon on them and then brush them with like honey butter afterwards more as a you know like you would have a sweet sort of uh Uh, like a squash dish later Um, but yeah so you just grill them keep them over medium heat so they don't char and it takes about 10 minutes
3: that's That's what Chef Matthew made for us last week or two oh. weeks ago, remember it was a little. Uh, he called them little uh, mm-hmm. sweet potato pancakes, but it was just like you yep. said. He grilled them, put some cinnamon, and it was like a nice maple syrup. Yeah, he cooked. It. He, he cooked. Them,
2: he cooked them down real well, so they had a like a, a texture. So it was more like you could trick yourself, kind of, if you're trying to eat healthy, that it was like eating French toast. You know.
4: Yeah, but he, yeah. He told me we actually discussed that in the kitchen the other day, and he said he he actually put the syrup and a little butter pat on the top. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like yep, yep. of pancakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I do is I actually soak. Um, corn on the cob in the husk. Oh, that's one of my favorite things on the yep. planet, I, Chef Patrick. I do, I do cut off the, the silk at the end so it doesn't catch on fire, but then I grill that in the husk.
2: That's what I and do. And then just
4: peel back the husk and leave, I leave the little handle on the end so you can just eat it right off the cob. And I hate those little corn cup holders. I'd rather get messy than use those. Um, yep, that but- is... Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: telling you, it is one of it's one of my earliest childhood memories from cooking outside and being out in the summertime because in the summertime when I was a kid, you didn't want to heat up the house, you know, so you mm-hmm. cooked as much outside and my family, much to my chagrin as a child, would have all vegetable dinners from our garden where you got sliced cucumbers and onion salad in the vinegar and water, sliced tomatoes. Uh, The one thing my mom would make a lot of times, she'd do creamed new potatoes, which is one of my other favorite things. Uh They are uh a billion calories, heart attack in a bowl, and God do I love them. It's another one of those ways I know God and my mother loves me. Creamed new potatoes with full sticks of butter in there. And we had this, dish, and then we would do yeah. the roast corn, which is part of it.
4: Yeah, yeah, the corn, and so the corn you can get really creative with. Um, you can flavor the butter, so you can take butter, let it get soft, chop up cilantro, a little bit of garlic, maybe some chili powder in it, and then just you know when let the butter harden again, mm-hmm. and then just take it out of whatever, or put it in a bowl or put it, put it on a plate. Um, and then when the corn comes out, you just roll it across that. But then one added thing, you can do that. And, and I don't know if you've been to a Mexican market where they do corn, but they put Parmesan cheese on it.
2: Yeah, what is okay. that? I see it. It's a kind uh, of a, obviously, a Mexican thing. I see it around Texas. They'll sell little cups of it, even at the grocery store. And it's mm-hmm. corn with mm-hmm. what all goes like, in there. Like corn. Yeah.
4: yeah well, the, a lot of times they'll use cotijo cheese, which is a, like a drier cheese, like a, a Mexican-style feta. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as tangy as feta, and it's a milk cheese, but it's really, really good. It's very. It's a little drier, but... That's one of my favorites. That cheese adds a whole different le- so, uh, level of So what all goes in it?
2: What all goes in it? Start from the...
4: Okay, so typically they'll roll it. If you go to the market mm-hmm. um, and you buy it, they'll roll it in the butter. They'll roll what in the squirt. butter? So they'll roll the corn. The corn is grilled. Oh, uh, Elizabeth Warren's people shocked. call it maize. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice one, nice one. That's a good one. Okay, anyways, yes, sir. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, so they'll they'll take the hot corn, they put it and they roll it in the butter, or they'll actually at the market they'll dip it in melted butter, um, and then they'll roll it in the cheese, and then they sprinkle uh, other flavors on there like uh, paprika, chili okay. powder, and then there's lime. Oh, lime juice is the other juice. cheese, That chili, lime, and parmesan mm-hmm. is an amazing mix. That sounds it's awesome. Tough.
2: That's very solid. All right, I gotta admit something here. You, you mentioned something, the sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sweet potato intimidated about the skin. Why? Not when it comes to regular potatoes. I'm not. But somehow sweet potato skins, as I'm cooking them, I just always am like, I really should cut these skins off. <laughs> wow. Should I just treat them as regular potatoes, Patrick, when it comes to that?
4: Yeah, I wouldn't even think about it. It's actually thinner, and it's safer for you than regular potatoes. So if you've ever had a regular potato... And it has that green coloring underneath it. Yeah. Although there's not much of it there, if you were to eat enough of that, it's really terribly toxic to your body. Oh, okay. That's, but, but, that's but because, well, it, it happens when you leave st- potatoes out in, in light. They start, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. from the turning, you know, from, uh, turning light into energy. So sweet potatoes don't do that. And they have a very thin skin. If you've noticed, there's like a yellowish, uh, piss underneath they're like, like some of my lighter. coworkers.
2: a very thin skin <laughs> they don't get it there i can't say a thing around them they're they're like millennials we'll call them the millennial potatoes very Ooh, thin I, skin
4: oh we we could veil that thinly and say, why oh my gosh that's hilarious um do you you know one of my all-time favorites that's not on the grill i really love german potato salad
2: Oh, German potato salad, done well. What Did, is that? You, have you ever had potato salad? Yes. Okay. Uh, German potato salad has more of a vinegar base. Is that what it is, Patrick? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So it has a vinegar. So it has a vinegar and sugar mixture um, with Dijon mustard, and a lot of times, you, and it'll have bacon. And almost always have bacon, but you take the potatoes out and you just let them cool long enough to drain the water off, and then you throw them into this mixture. This this vinegar. Um, uh, um, mustard mixer to the, the dressing mm-hmm. and it kind of soaks up half of it. And then the you other know, half coats it. And then you can sprinkle some chives or green onion on top, but it's so good to have potato salad warm like that. It's delicious. Now
2: you lived like and worked and studied in Germany and Japan, a mm-hmm. lot of places, but mm-hmm. is that actually German or is that an American German thing? No, it's German potato salad. It's like Texas no. toast. The rest of <laughs> you come to Texas folks. They, not all the toast you know, is really thick. No, no. It's not all thick. You know,
4: no, it's not. the The first time I had German potato salad, warm potato salad with a vinegar dressing on it, was actually in Cologne, Germany. It was about the first I was in there about ten days, mm-hmm. and my host family served it, and I was like, "Why is the potato salad warm? It tastes really good, but I'm not quite figuring this out yet." Um, I didn't ask, but I was confused. And then I realized everywhere I went, the potato salad was warm. So I do just they do they call it
2: just potato salad, or do they say it's German yeah. potato
4: salad? No, they just say salad, They say German salad. Uh, Puerto oh, they, they say, say German salad. Potato salad. Oh. They say, no, they don't oh. say German. They just say potato salad. I'm okay. speaking another language. I'm getting confused. So. Uh,
3: Puerto Rican potato salad, also warm. Isn't How's that? What's that like? Yeah. It's the same as American. Oh, okay. But, but you, you serve it warm? warm? Yeah.
2: And is it creamy in the yeah, whole creamy, whatever? Yeah, Okay. Really? Wow, with mayonnaise on it. that sounds good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's does, delicious.
3: Yeah. And you guys are yeah. the ones that messed it up. You guys put apples inside. Why?
2: Oh, oh, not no. what most potato salads. No, don't. no, no. You put a lot That's of pickle relish. Most people don't put apples. Oh, you disgusting. put pickle relish, Ugh. like right, Patrick. A little uh, pickle relish in it. Is that yeah. What it
4: so is? pickle relish is another big sore spot. Do you like the sweet or the or the dill pickle relish? Um, I like the dill better. I'm I'm
2: not a big sweet pickle fan.
4: Yeah, I'll like, I'll, I'll eat the sweet. Uh, I mean, I do put it in potato salad, uh, not always, but if I if I don't have the dill, I won't put it in. I do like that on um, hot dogs, though. I like. I like like 50% Dill and 50% Sweet on Hobbit. Okay, that makes That's sense. a good mix. But hey, yeah, I really like the Dill better.
2: Chet Patrick, hang on one second. I got to quick break in. Uh, and I got to t- share one other thing with you, but I want to take a break. Before I do that, I got to tell people about BalmShot.com. Listen, you're going to be out all weekend. You're going to be out in the sun. Protect yourself. Think, of, think about this. People put sunscreen on now when i was a kid you need sunscreen no you just got burned yes and then you dealt with it afterwards yes that's appealing. it that's what you peeled you whatever and did it but now we know hey that's bad uh there's this thing called skin cancer right yeah so it is very common for people i gotta wear hats i gotta wear a stuff i gotta put sunscreen on right you keep reapplying to the kids reapplying do you put it on their lips mm. That's true. Lip cancer is a thing, and it's not uncommon. The founder of Balm Shot actually had lip cancer, and they had to replace his... He never uh, smoked, Smoked drank, anything anything like that. that. He was just outside a lot. And he noticed a little white discoloration, and he had everybody check. I see a little white discoloration there. Sure enough, they replaced his lip, and he had to keep moisturizing his lips then because he didn't have the same moisture glands in this new lip that they constructed for him. So and he's trying to keep the balm, trying to keep the balm in his pocket. All of the balms that were out there were either ineffective or the applicator stunk. So he said, I can do this better. So he found a great quality balm, and he built his own applicator out of a shotgun shell initially. So cool.
3: All because he saw it on his, on his uh, uh, desk.
2: Yeah, and said, this would be a good applicator because it's a little bit bigger than some of your traditional balm applicators. Yep. It's got that metal at the bottom, so it's not going to open in your pocket, all of this stuff. And he started mass-producing it and people love it. He's in 3,000 stores now in eight years. He's killing it because it's a great product. And it's a low price point. So if you want to support the show, yeah. it's an easy thing for you to buy to help our advertisers. Just go to balmshot.com. Balmshot.com. Yeah,
3: and also you could buy if you buy six balm shots, yeah. you get a free hat.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
3: You use promo code Doc, free shipping.
2: Make sure to use the promo code Doc and buy at least six. You get the free hat, free shipping. It's Balmshot.com.
0: Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, eight eight eight, nine hundred, thirty-three ninety-three.
2: Get your tweets in as well. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. You want to join uh, Chef Patrick, it's at uh, Food Biz Pro. And if you are in need of a uh, business consultant, whether it's you know, food service or other, Chef Patrick is available. He does a great job, but he specializes, of course, in the food service industry. It's uh, foodbizpro.com. You can find him there. And uh, starting next week sometime, uh, you can look for him at spoony.com. his new platform where we'll offer some content. I'll help him out as well. So, Chef Patrick, I uh, want to talk a moment about uh, some regional delicacies, um, especially during summertime. And uh, this is about probably 10 years or so ago. I moved to Dothan, Alabama. I'd never been in the south. Chris, have you ever heard me talk about this? No, I haven't. No. I roll up, and uh, I have a whole staff. I had people that were working for me. One girl was on the air. She goes, so you, you're from up north, huh? <laughs> yeah. She goes, you ever had a bold peanut? Excuse me? A bold <laughs> peanut. No. Have you ever had a bold peanut? No. What What do you think a bold peanut is?
3: Uh, Probably some, like, peanuts.
2: Yeah, peanut. Uh, With but like a, some
3: kind of, like, bold flavor.
2: Yeah, yeah. I go, so I go, you mean, like, spicy?
3: Yeah, exactly. Spicy and she peanuts. goes
2: no a bold peanut and i said bold what like he's in my face what are you like mr peanut getting all up in my mix what are you and she goes boiled peanut
3: oh she had to slow it down for you
2: boiled peanut boiled you ever peanuts. had a boiled peanut have you had one of those <laughs> yes, yes they're horrible yes, they're yes, awful they yes yep not good chef patrick you
4: ever had a bold peanut yeah, there's a place I go to, Harris County Barbecue, quite often, and uh, not, not my favorite. Not yeah, my favorite at all.
2: I don't get it. And then I, so I saw this um, uh, in a list of uh, regional things like that that most people don't understand. If you're from up north, you probably have no idea what the bold peanut is. Um, I didn't, and don't, don't bother. I mean, maybe for, you know, okay, now I get a reference, but don't expect to like them. And then, uh, Chris, uh, fluffer nutter. Excuse me. Do you like fluffer nutter? No. You know what fluffer nutter is? <laughs>
3: no, and I don't want to get twelve bucks. Because... <laughs> same as downtown.
2: <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. It's a fluffer nutter, Chris. <laughs> hey, it's how a... you doing, sweetheart? Is that also in the sausage castle? In it Florida? is exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, she looks great. Um, how much is a fluffer nutter, <laughs> Chef Patrick? Uh, you know what a fluffer nutter is, right?
4: In the mainstream, I mean. Uh... I do know what a fluffernitter is. It's something I grew up on as a child. It was my favorite sandwich. It was only given to me when I had been really, really, really good or my mother didn't feel like heating the kitchen.
2: (laughs) It's a sandwich made from or with? Yeah, peanut butter and uh, marshmallow fluff. Do you know the marshmallow fluff, Chris? No.
3: So you take peanut
2: butter and marshmallow fluff on a sandwich. You think peanut butter sandwich, but marshmallow fluff is like the the, the marshmallow goo that you scoop out?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's a nutter.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Those are legit. Those are all right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have uh, a lot of times. We never had the marshmallow fluff, but my grandmother did. And she does. She'd put it on toast. She loved the fluff. My grandmother loved the fluff.
3: I still feel like I'm I'm so disgusting right now.
2: Like I feel so dirty. Like I shouldn't be hearing this? Yes. My grandmother loved the marshmallow (laughs) fluff. You know, she also had the AIDS. Oh, uh, what?
3: Oh yes. She had
2: the AIDS yes, candy. Yes, the
3: candy. Yes, yes, yes. That, yes, that was an yes. unfortunate
2: was a yes. good name until the AIDS came out, AIDS epidemic, the acquired immune deficiency syndrome, and then it was an unfortunate name. And she likely had the uh the, needed the AIDS because it was a weight loss thing because she ate, she ate the fluff all the time. Oh, Granny was fat. She was my mom's mom. She was a she was a big woman, hefty woman. Ate a lot of the fluffer nutter, And then I uh, had to eat the the AIDS. To try to take it down, perhaps you just move on. Please, can we? Yeah, okay, sorry. Can we? Sorry. Uh, now, Chris Cruz, have you had? Uh, you ever had uh, apple pie with cheddar cheese? No, but it sounds delicious. Kind of like sweet and savory? Yeah, sweet yes. And yes, sweet and salty together. sweet and salty, yes. But Chef Patrick, did you have that going up? Because you were broaching up into the New England area. You right you were encroaching you were up
4: in uh, New York Yeah, up, upstate New York. Yeah. Um yeah, there was a little bit of the sweet and sa- uh, savory but it was more tangy and sweet like strawberry rhubarb things like that. Okay. Mhm. Not so much. I mean, the, the cheddar cheese on on uh, apple pie, I can eat it. I like it, but it's not as good as uh really good vanilla ice cream on apple pie in
2: yeah, my opinion. Yeah. We would do quite often milk or cream, just pour a little over the top. You like that, which was awesome yeah, as well. Cream.
4: Cream went over just about every dessert. My grandfather had a dairy, so we had fresh milk quite a bit. Um, we, had, we had a lot of cream, a lot of extra cream. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised I don't have some sort of heart disease.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I remember uh, we had cream or, or um, milk on desserts like that. But as a teenager, like 15, one day I walk in and my mom is eating a bowl of cereal. Just sitting Hello. down, eating a bowl of cereal. Okay. And it was a sweetened cereal. I don't know what it was, sugar flakes, whatever it was. And uh, I see her pour cream on it, and I go, what are you doing? It's <laughs> disgusting. It's not milk. She's like, have you ever had it? And I said, no. She goes, have some. It's about one of the most amazing. It's <laughs> <Or> like a <laughs> lot of sugar. It becomes a dessert.
4: It's yeah. so decadent because it's cream, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, every bite going down, you're like, I know this isn't good for me, but it's so Diabetes, diabetes.
2: Yep, you're going, Mm -hmm. oh, that's that's just heart disease in general because of whatever. Yep. And then finally, real quick, Pat, we only have about a minute left. Uh, Chicken, or excuse me, crustless chicken pot pie is a Pennsylvania thing. Have you ever heard that? I've
4: never heard of it. You know what? That's not one I'm familiar with. I need to do a little research on that. I'm going to send
2: you the list. It, It sounds awesome. I mean, trust me, I love the crust from pot pie. It's one of the things that makes pot pie. But I could see that as a separate thing, but just that filling being real good, right? Isn't
4: that like chicken and dumplings without the dumplings? Pretty much. Okay.
2: That's what it is, yeah. All right, I'll send you the link, and then maybe you could uh, do some research and tweet some stuff out.
4: Absolutely, yeah. And I got some great desserts uh, for the weekend as well. Uh, uh, we missed Fourth of July, but uh, strawberry rhubarb, blueberry crumble pie, some great. some great Good
2: desserts. deal. It's at FoodBizPro or FoodBizPro.com. At FoodBizPro or FoodBizPro.com. Doc Thompson to Chef Patrick Mosier. Thanks, buddy.
0: This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: and comedy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson do you know who joel davis is joel davis interesting story this is it's an amazing guy i gotta tell you a little bit about him
3: no i don't know who that
2: joel is joel davis he's only 22 he's a uh, columbia university student columbia university of new york okay he has an amazing resume uh as an activist for ending sexual violence this guy is l- listen to his resume okay he was the founding executive director of the International organiza- uh, Organization Youth to End Sexual Violence. Oh, wow. He served as a youth ambassador to the United Nations Special Representative on Sexual Violence in Conflict. He was on the steering committee for the international campaign to stop rape and gender violence in conflict. Uh, there was a group of 5,000 human rights organizations and experts nationwide or uh, international worldwide. Wow. He has TED Talks on stopping sexual violence. Most of them focused against vulnerable victims like children.
3: Wow.
2: He's been on panels with celebrities, um, Angelina Jolie. This guy is legit. In 2015, at age 19, he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize.
3: What? And how old is he now? 22. And at 19, he was nominated... Wow, this kid is role model.
2: Right. So that was at 19. At 22 now, He's been arrested on charges of soliciting No. No. a child. Uh, didn't see that one coming, did nope, you? Nope,
3: that's a left hook right there.
2: I want I wanted to kind of surprise you there to show you what his resume is. That's That's, impressive.
3: I'm sorry. That's an impressive resume.
2: Now, we don't know if the Nobel Peace Prize thing is legit. He claimed that. Okay. But the rest all is. But still,
3: though, even without the Nobel Peace Prize, the kid sounds like he's standing out there fighting the bad guys.
2: Right. So how do you focus on something like that and get so far down the, the line of being a defender while being such an offender? Yeah. How does that... I mean... Likely, he has a problem, Yes, and that problem has led him to seek out stories, information, groups, organizations, not because he's trying to use it to prey on people, just because he's trying to understand. It's like the number of people who go into psychology, become psychologists or psychiatrists or therapists because they have a screw loose, is amazing. They're trying to heal themselves. They're trying to figure it out. I think that's probably what this is. I think so, too. How do you get so far down that list knowing you're living such a lie? Unbelievable. So here's the details. Last week, he was arrested on charges of attempting to sexually exploit a child, enticing a child to engage in sexual activity, and posting child pornography.
3: Wow, that's big.
2: Yeah. Over the course of several weeks throughout May and June, prosecutors say that Davis... This is Joel Davis. Exchanged text messages with undercover FBI agents that he believed was somebody else trying to arrange meetings with a nine year old girl, or excuse nine year old boy, an eight year old girl, and a two year old boy. I'm sorry. Nine year old boy, eight year old girl, two year old boy. Wow. He allegedly sent undercover uh, agents sexually explicit photos and videos of children as young as infants and made clear that he wanted to have sex with children of any age.
3: Wow.
2: So I don't know the protocol here, but, uh, he was looking not to get sexually explicit material back. He was looking to have, according to what they say, looking to have sex with them. So is, was he sending them that? So, Hey, you know, I'm legit. I'm legit. Yeah. Like kind of like, Hey, I know what this is. Kind of like... Or is that so, hey, you know I'm not a cop because I'm sending you this stuff and this would be a violation right there. So it's like the, you have to tell me if you're a cop when I'm talking drugs? May, it's maybe. Or maybe he just thought that would help him out or maybe they asked for it or maybe that standard protocol yeah, you share this stuff. I don't know. But pretty interesting yeah. and bizarre. Very. He sends them pictures of some some really rough stuff mm-hmm. and then solicits. Now... According to what the FBI says, he went into a fetish website, chat room, whatever, or onto a fetish website where people leave ads soliciting for sex. I don't know if this is regular website, dark website stuff. I don't know any of that. All I know is this was a a fetish website and he left an ad. Are you ready?
3: Like a Craig Licks ad? Kind of like yeah. that?
2: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The ad said, Looking for other, no limits, taboo pervs in D.C. area.
3: Whoa.
2: All right. Is that? Yeah. Uh, Ta- wow. That's pretty straight up forward. By dad here is oh, was what respond, responded, okay. right? Uh, and then they say, a person with his screen name, which was Young Perv okay. 22, but, but like abbreviated, okay. um, responded saying, um, "Need oh here was so looking for no limits taboo pervs was the, was the FBI putting it out there?" He responded, um, "Need me to come down and watch your kids for a night?" Oh, that's Smiley. creepy. Smiley face. That's creepy. I mean, it's all bad. It's all horrible. Oh, yeah. It's all horrible. Yeah. But somehow seeing it written like that. Yeah. Warning. Need me to come down and watch your kids for a night.
3: Warning. Warning.
2: That is heavy.
3: Oh, that, that's a sad story. It is. Because this kid could have
2: died big. An, well, if he was just an average kid, you'd go, okay, that's bad. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was doing good. Good. Well, we Gotta thought be some, good. Some good. I don't think him being arrested hurts their cause. No. It's not it, like that. No. It's not like it discredits them or something no. or any of these organizations. But it does, boy, it, it's a loss for somebody who is yeah. seemingly doing so good.
3: Well, We also think about it like this way, too, is, you know, what could make a good criminal? A cop. A cop yeah. knows. So in this way, you know, yeah. He knows. You, he knows, you know... He wasn't the necessarily
2: using the, audio, uh, no. the office or the no. positions, but he was learning. The knowledge.
3: He the knew knowledge. the knowledge, you know. It's and like, it worked both ways. Exactly.
2: Wow. That's, that's got to be part yeah. of it. Um, I, I, I feel horrible for the whole situation. There's nothing good here. He admitted to, uh, to meeting a 13-year-old boy on Grindr. Mm. Speaking with him on Snapchat and engaging in sexual activity with the boy at his Manhattan apartment last June.
3: Wow! And by the way, those who do not know what Grindr is—that's a like gay dating app. And actually, it's not even gay dating app; it's hookup gay app.
2: It's a gay it, hookup. Yeah, type it's thing.
3: it's no lo- it's no longer a, a dating app.
2: Um, he is uh, facing many many charges. Uh, they used a warrant and they. Uh, found a trove of child pornography on his cell phone. Wow. They said he admitted to having sexual interest in infants and toddlers keeping the child porn on his phone and trying to set up meetings with agents, uh, children, basically.
3: So does that, I don't know, maybe launches an investigation and everybody else in that organization?
2: Probably not. No. Unless there's somebody that's really close with him or something. Oh, yeah, Probably cause... not. It was just just a bad... Because he had a, a lot of different groups and organizations he oh, worked okay. with. But...
3: Okay. You know, he also reminds me of uh, the subway guy.
2: Oh, I thought you meant the subway, like transportation. No, 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 no. And I was like, <laughs> there's a guy in the subway? <laughs> the subway sandwich Jared. guy, Jared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, that guy had it all going for him, too. Mm-hmm. He's a spokesperson, whatever. Yep. So this guy... And this is... Um, Going to be, for some people, a little controversial, what I'm going to say.
3: Okay, okay.
2: There's nothing good in here. This is all bad. And the victims are truly the people that he preys upon or others in situation like this. But I do feel a little bit bad for him. In what way? The same way that I feel bad for a serial killer. Or uh, who, is, who is the mass killer in uh, Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay, right? Stephen Paddock, yeah. Right. I, I feel bad for all of them in that nobody wants to be that. If God suddenly, right before you were born, gave you consciousness and said, all right, you're about to be born. I've just created your soul. And you can be anything you want. Tell me what you want to be. And you give him a brief glimpse of the entire world. How many of them go, I want to be a serial rapist. I want to mass murder people. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's that. So I'm not excusing him at all. I'm not saying it's bad. And I certainly feel far worse for anybody that's victimized ever. But there's a little part of me when a story is this awful that makes me go, nobody wants to be that. Nobody wants to be it. Truly, he did not have to be that. You know, there are still choices. It's not like it was thrust. But you got to screw loose if you can do any of this stuff. If you can do any of that stuff. If you're you're going and having sex with two-year-olds, you've got issues. You're you're not in your right mind. Yeah. If you can, you know, go to a hotel in Las Vegas and rain bullets down on a crowd, you're not right. It's funny you say that because when I
3: moved to the United States, I was about 12. Uh, eight years ago, I found out that my neighbor's son got married, had a beautiful wife, had a nice little family. He got caught in a ring, a pedophile ring. It was, it, it was shocking. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh. I and remember. Was,
2: was he creating? Was he, he was
3: creating with his, uh, son, uh, his toddler son wow. and his, uh, uh, newborn uh, daughter. And they're, both of them were creating uh, Pornographic things And I was like oh my gosh I grew up with this kid We went to the same school We are in the same grade And he became this person My mom texted me She's like you remember this kid I'm like yeah Check this out I'm like oh Crazy Unbelievable And a good family It was not like you know trailer trash family They were a good family His mom and dad fantastic people
2: yeah, that's the reason there's a there's a crazy gene in here. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist. They have their official book of different types of mental illness. I'm not saying it's the same as, you know, dementia um, um, or bipolar or any of this, manic depressive, any of that. And you might be seemingly normal. Everything else, you have no other crazy. But don't you think there's a level of out-of-control crazy in that or... I mean, terrorists, yeah, you're getting radicalized and there's something there. But like a paddock or some of these other people where you're like, I don't even know what they're doing. There is an element of you're not right. You're gone, man. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it's sad all the way around and nobody nobody gets out on. And and then
3: again, it's like that. I think we're losing connection with ourselves, too. We're losing our soul, Doc Thompson. I don't know, but we're just losing our soul. Stars like this made me think, where's my kid right now? <laughs> what yeah. is it? And also makes you think, like, you know, here again, perfect example of a person doing good, but in the background, man, got those, uh, those hidden skeletons coming out.
2: I think I know. I think I got it. I think okay. I got the part that is maybe to sum it, up, sum it up. Say we're losing our soul. I think that comes from one thing it comes from selfishness outward known selfishness or maybe it's buried deep inside because of are crazy. But the bottom line is we look at everybody else and everything else as subservient to us or we put ourselves, you know, first, I want this, I get that, I'm going to do this, I will, I, I, me, that the children in this case are not seen as human beings. Yeah, they're just things. It's people who rape Uh, the teachers who have sex with their 14-year-old students. We
3: see it all the time. Female teachers.
2: Lots of the women. Female teachers. Right. And what's their particular crazy? A lot of their particular crazy, because I've been fascinated how many of them there are. Their particular crazy is I get to be in control, and I was not the popular one The one that got the boys' attention, whatever. But now I do. And now it's power. Mm -hmm. It's power over those boys. They're living as if they were 15-year-old or 14-year-old, 13-year-old girls still. That's what they're doing. So what is that, Chris? That's not a. That's not only not recognizing that there's these students they're having sex with are human beings. They don't even care. And again, it's the same level of crazy, like I said, but it is a. I need to feel better about me because I didn't get to it ever. And of course that gets all mixed up with um, sexual desires, those feelings and the supposed feelings of love because he gives me attention. And you know, the Mary Kay Letourneau thing 25 years ago yeah. or whatever, she fell in love with him and he didn't understand. Please, you're not falling in love with somebody who's four. He was very mature. No, you're not. You're getting some sort of attention and power kick from this thing. Now she stayed with him, for a long time or whatever it doesn't mean it's right it's just not so it comes down to us saying what about me as opposed to saying what about them is that isn't that what yeah isn't that what all of it's about yeah name something else Mm. the people on the border separating children every side of the issue somebody in there is going "Me, Me. me 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 that's what it's about by the way um i hope we can spend some time after this break getting off of this serious stuff and talk more about me <laughs> really? can we do that i think we can it's a little bit lighter it is the morning blaze with doc thompson thank you so i'm thinking doc thompson hosting the morning blaze because i want my name up front so
3: you want doc thompson the morning blaze with doc thompson
2: sandwich Ooh, twice in? i like that yeah. i like where you're at like yeah. that's right special guest today doc thompson, <laughs> doc thompson. featuring the doc thompson doc singers thompson. and the doc thompson dancers <laughs> live from the thompson celebrity theater At the corner of Doc and Thompson Street. I like that. I like that. Hey, kids, stop off at Doc's place on the way down to the theater tonight. Have yourself some Thompson cakes. So close. Get it in there. I, we're so close to getting this right. Actually, if you are we're going out to dinner tonight and we talked to Chef Patrick about some ideas, if you don't like the vegetables and you can't eat them or you don't know how to cook them or they're just cumbersome and difficult, you know try a Field of Greens from Brick House Nutrition. Mm. It's an easy way for you to get those greens into your diet so you're getting those healthy nutrients, the antioxidants that... Seek out and destroy those free radicals. You don't want free radicals. No,
3: you don't want that. You don't want any radicals. No, you want no radicals. them in your body. No, you don't want those things.
2: Mm -mm. Imagine imagine those were like radicals from the 60s, right? Oh, And they're all rolling around your body. You do not want that stuff, Mm -mm. right? Mm -mm. Get rid of the free radicals with the antioxidants. You got the prebiotics and the probiotics all in Field of Greens. It's not a supplement. It's not some sort of weird extract or something. It's really vegetables. And you can make some Hulk juice for the kids. That's what we call it with the kids, so they'll drink it. That's right. It's Hulk juice. If it helps you call it Hulk juice, too, maybe you oh, feel yeah, good about exactly. yourself in the kitchen. Hey, bring the Hulk juice. <laughs> right?
3: And if you, have, if you add it to milk, you're just making uh, Popeye juice.
2: Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> Try it today. Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. The website is BrickhouseDoc.com. BrickhouseDoc.com. Don't forget the promo code. Really? Is there a promo code? Doc. Doc, that's right. I was just testing you. Oh, you were testing me? BrickHouseDoc.com.
0: You are listening to the smooth sounds of the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! Culturally
2: diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yeah, we need more Docs and Thompsons in there. We definitely need more of that. I, I figure you like that. Yeah, I, I, you like I never that. realized the That I always knew something
3: was off, <laughs> something was missing, but something I knew that there. one you would get a kick out mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes.
2: I like that. That's really yes. good. Hmm. All right, we'll work on that. That's solid <laughs> stuff there. That's <laughs> so silly. All right. um, Did you... um, Oh, I told you uh, a couple of days ago, I think it was last week, about a woman I had met recently who was a serial entrepreneur. Oh, yes. yes, And she was not PC at all. And I had this long... I mean, this was like two and a half hour conversation with her. It was in this long business meeting. And as I listened to her not be PC, on one hand, I had to remove myself because... I am not PC. <laughs> no you're not. And I appreciate such things. But I was I was mesmerized at how good she was at just talking and not being politically correct. So I stopped and I was like, "Wait, man. Are you just thinking this because you're not PC and you appreciate how does that play with other people?" Yeah, yeah. And I listened to her and I was like, "She is really good." And we were talking about marketing ideas because I really believe one of the keys in the future I don't know when the pendulum really starts swinging back when it comes to political correctness and safe spaces on college campuses and all this and you know emotional support peacocks but it will it may be 5 years 10 years but when it starts swinging back whoever is able to not be politically correct in the in an acceptable way cuz there's there's politically correct. And then there's just wildly crazy offensive by most standards, not just the sensitive people. Yeah. So politically correct is really the sensitive people saying, well, that's just troubling to me as opposed to walking away. And then there's things that a lot that society deems dude just don't right. Or as we've said, time and place. Yeah, that's key. Whoever can effectively and efficiently be politically incorrect when that happens, we'll be loaded. You'd think so. And it, they, I would say there's probably going to be a lot of people. So, is it going to be? So, you'll league? be some entertainers. Okay, that's what I'm going to ask. it's just entertainers. But you don't think you'll have some politicians who master that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, Trump is not quite there. He's not politically correct. He does march to his own drum. It so, does. he's heading there. Yeah. But I'm not looking at that. I mean, somebody like Chris Pratt. When we played his video. Not that he's not politically correct. I'm just saying, or is or isn't. yeah. But somebody like a Chris Pratt, imagine if he was not politically correct, and he just starts throwing stuff out there. He is so liked, and it's so accepted. That's what I'm talking about. People who, they're accepted for not being politically correct. It's heralded. You're not just like, oh, Trump went crazy again. So I watched this woman, and I tried to to focus on this, because I'm a student of this stuff, and I think, With our audience, if you're looking for business and how to get along in the future and how we solve problems, what's the key? And I think I found another key. Okay. So with Chris Pratt, we identified likable. Very. If you are likable in the world, people say you want to be smart? No. You want your kid to be athletic? No. Have them be powerfully likable. Yep. In the the past, they would call that charisma something. No, just likable. I have this one friend... That I know his name's Brian. Everybody loves Brian. It's just they just like him. He's that guy. He is that guy. It's like, "Hey, it's Brian." And I'm like, everybody oh, just cheers S-O-B. up when he sees them. They are. <laughs> They're just happier me not so likable. No. I know, right? What? So, Chris Pratt number 1 likable. Number 2 funny. Light, right? 3 nice. He's just nice. Like you don't you don't think he's going to do something mean to be mean. It's just not kind of, Maybe it's just a scam, but you don't feel it way. Right. And along with that is the new one, and that is authentic. We've used the term truthful around truth lives here. And how many times... Fake news. No, we want the truth. Everybody argues they got the truth. The other guy doesn't ignore the facts. You don't have the facts. You don't have the truth. It's not about truth. You want to know why? Truth is, at times, sadly subjective, Right? We have our own perspectives. Sometimes people argue we both saw the same thing because they believe it. And who knows? It's about being authentic, real, open, where people can see that. I think that's another part of the puzzle right there. More coming up on The Morning Blaze.
0: This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on The Blaze Radio Network. Lesion of common sense and
2: comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I can't, I can't even pronounce her name. I keep saying it and... You can't pronounce her name? I just don't it's care. A little, it's a little bit racist. Well, because they put that other thing in the middle.
3: What other thing in the middle?
2: That other name. She's got a hyphenated one. It's so annoying. It's Alexandria something Cortez. (laughs) Hold
3: on. I I forgot her name. Ocasio. Ocasio. Are you sure? Yes. It's Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. How do you know?
2: Because she's Hispanic. Isn't that a little bit racist of you that you would know and I wouldn't? (laughs) Now we're talking about this chick, the democratic socialist Outwardly Thank you. campaigned campaign that upset that longtime Democrat in New York, the 14th Congressional District, last Tuesday. Well, a week ago Tuesday. I can't even pronounce it. But anyway, she upset him. And the media be loving them. Some Alexandria Cortez. They be loving them some. AOC. Do. They do. Hey, they do they are just eating her up with a spoon. Oh, she's so cute. She's just so cute oh. and young and so smart. Oh. What with her socialist ideas, just so brilliant. And the stupid thing is <laughs> as I listen to her, she's very articulate. Yes. She's yes. very uh well informed on the issues. Yes. It would take about a sentence for me to shut down any one of her pathetic little arguments. Really? I heard her say things, and this was last, uh, a couple nights ago. I'm listening, and they're being interviewed, and they ask her these questions. They're like, so tell me how wonderful you are. (laughs) It's questions like that. (laughs) What amazing things would you do for America? What amazing things can you bring to the house? You know, tell me about your perfect ideas, just stupid stuff like this. And she heads down these roads. Making pretty blanket statements about, you know, things she would do.
3: Okay. Like,
2: one of them was um, she would uh, provide health care for all.
3: Oh, that sounds very nice. So she's that
2: rich? No, well, she would just tax people more. Oh. It's just, you know. So it's not free? No, no, no. Well, it's free, except we all pay for it. We all pay for it. Right, and, you know let's face it, the rich 1% have all the money, so they would just be paying for it. So it, yeah. work, it works out perfect. It, it, it's perfect. It all it works out. It castles itself out. Right. Yes. And I listen to these things, and the media's like, oh, so wonderful. The future's bright. Just brilliant. Not realizing, even if you ideologically agree that we should be doing this, that healthcare is a right and all of this stuff. What she's talking about is American destruction absolute outright destruction. So as I listen to it, I'm going, I'm like passively listening because I know if I engage You'll and actively listen. Yeah. Cause it's at night and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to be so ticked off. I won't be able to sleep. So I'm doing like three other things. So I only catch it a little bit. Of, and even within that with like a third of my brain, I'm like, how's that going to work a long time? Where's that ever work? Right. I mean, just all of these. Yeah. Do you pull a red foreman? Yes, I did. I went full red foreman. You dumbass.
3: Or did, did. you? Or did you go? No.
2: On the nose. No. No. no that's what she needs. She absolutely <laughs> needs that. That's she's one of those. Need. Oh she's yeah. She's one of those. And I just I marvel and I I go through the same emotional roller coaster and ideas and questions that we all do through Anytime time one of these knuckleheads gets so much attention, whether it's her or that hog kid. She's only about. Five years older than him oh, and wow. she's real young she's in i think in her 20s mid-20s she'd have to be at least 25 to be elected i think she's 26 maybe oh wow she's
1: anyway a real she's noobie.
2: young so the same emotional roller coaster where you're angry and then you're you know disgusted and you throw your hands up and just ah defeat us whatever and then part of it is uh, how do you get there how are you so how did you get there And then me, there's always the, you really believe that you're special. You you really like yourself some AOC.
3: Some uh, selfishness again?
2: Right. They like themselves because they believe they are morally superior. They are coming at this from moral superiority, from caring. They care more than you and all of this. And I just think you really believe that other people don't care. I would be honest, uh, I think I'm. Um, I think most people I know that are conservative libertarian, when they look at people on the left, they don't think they don't care. Okay. You may get some people to say it, but if you ask conservative libertarian, you go, tell me about the progressives and the liberals, do you think they don't care? Do you think they're insensitive or caring or, or don't care? Uh, I don't think so. No. No. Almost all conservative libertarians, you may say, well, they don't care about aborted fetuses or something like that sure and you can give specifics but overall most people know of course they care in fact they care a little too much emotionally you know you got to reel that in a bit but nobody's saying you're evil and you don't care with the exception of a few of the George Soros's out yeah, there the that crazies. are true the crazy crazies. right the control freaks yeah. that are that are uh well a few of us are a little more equal I need to be the one percent of the new regime you know the Alex
3: Jones and the George Soros
2: right no, most people that I know think of course they care. We say they are just a little too emotional and a little too ill informed. Agreed. But they can't say that they don't look at us and say, well, they absolutely care. They're just ill informed. They don't know. They they miss something. No, it's you don't care. And those and are the that's people. The those are
3: the people that always tell us love trumps hate. Right. These are the people say, hey, love Trump's, hey, stop hating people. And, and Accept
2: and diversify. Yes. You've got to be uh, tolerant. Yes. Which they are none of those things. No. Nope. And their justification is you are so bad that they, none of those things apply.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: And I'm just like, okay. So, anyways, this OAC chick, she says these blanket things like, I love that. OAC? Yes. I can't, uh, yeah, whatever. No, no, no.
3: That's good. It I good? like it. I OAC? Like
2: it. I like it. Oh, and by the way. And she will be elected, by the way, in yes. the general.
3: And by the way, I've reached out to her. Good. Oh, that's right. I told you. Yes. I said, when you I heard all it, this stuff, yes. you said, hey, please get, get her, get her I, on. We need to talk. Course, but, no, but we have officially reached out to okay, her. Okay, we'll see. And I'm still waiting. And it's the week. And it is it the holidays. Is. It's the holiday. And, and she
2: just won. She just won a week ago, Tuesday. Yes. So all the big dogs are talking yes. to her. And when once they've gotten their little, you know, soundbite or that over the next week. Fine. If it's not about two weeks from now, if she's not, then she's not doing it. Then she's the, this is the typical person. She exactly. really doesn't care about listening or any of that stuff. Yep. So we just simply give health care to everybody. We've heard these arguments for give Got everybody health care. Give the them, give Sanders. them, give them. And where do you get the money? Their answer always is taxes, taxes. And well, wealth. you're going to tax everybody. You tax the wealthy 1%. more. There's, a, there's not enough. You go after the 1% and then you get wealth disparity and inequality yep. and all of this. Right. We know that. And then you say to them, "When has that ever worked?" True, and most of them do the blah 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 blah. Oh, gotta go right microphone, uttering out and ear you. Yeah, it's
3: not working. Right, it's like that.
2: They start doing that. Some will start mentioning places in like the Nordic countries, Sweden and Switzerland. How well they do, and you go, "Oh." That's 70% tax. Let's look what they get yeah, and what they see. don't have. And you break that up and you go, okay. But that's the best they can do. And they completely ignore places like Venezuela. There it is. Venezuela that's doing so good. Oh, and if Thompson. you bring it up and if they act, most of them, again, don't have hop, 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 microphone cutting out. Right. If they do mention it, they'll tell you there's always a reason it didn't work there. There's always some bull. It
3: wasn't far enough.
2: There, we didn't do it big enough. It wasn't big enough. We didn't go after the the rich, the far enough. There wasn't taxes. Or there was some, uh, occasionally i say there was some bad guy involved. That one guy, that Maduro, he uh, kept us down. Here's the thing, though. There's always a bad guy because this system breeds it. But yep. okay, Let me tell you about uh, Venezuela right now. Okay, go for it. A few years ago, uh, might have been Bloomberg, somebody came up with the coffee index. Coffee? cup of coffee index. Okay. And it's just a relatable way for most of us who don't understand millions and billions and all oh, of this stuff. Oh,
3: okay. Got it. Got it.
2: What's a cup of coffee cost?
3: Okay. And they,
2: they kind of break. Right. Exactly. So and what, what did you say? $250. I don't know where you're getting your coffee. Obviously not Starbucks. No, not. Why would I go to Starbucks? $250. You mean 250 bucks. No. Yes. You're, you're a little high, but not much. <laughs> If you, if you get the large, the gran Vente. <laughs> whatever that is, oh. a, and a cookie,
3: you're a 250. By the way, every time I go to Starbucks, I don't say venti. Gar- uh, that'll be a medium. Yeah. A venti? No, medium. Medium uh, every venti, time. venti, right? I don't know. Uh, uh, no hablo venti. I just- I'll uh, be medium.
4: <laughs> they get so
3: aggravated oh, at they me. Do. I know. Uh, that's venti. Uh, again, uh, no hablo venti. When they
2: say that, I go like, I'm like, yeah, I'll just have a medium coffee, and they're like, a venti, and I just look at them. Not medium, I, whatever, I, whatever you. Medium. That's all, And I just walk, and they're like, "Okay." I, I
3: feel so good inside. Oh, every I feel time, so good,
2: so good. Oh, remind me to tell you about the local Starbucks when I'm done with. Okay. This. Anywho, so yeah, they do this coffee cup index. What's a cup of coffee cost? So around here. Um, if you go to a real, you know, if you go to a diner or something like that, or still it is a buck, buck and a half, yeah. something like that. Yeah. If you go to normal local coffee houses, maybe two, two fifty, maybe three, yeah. something like that. If you go to the big dogs are expensive. Six dollars. And yeah. And if you get all this sugar stuff, yeah. it's five, six bucks. Five okay. six bucks. Yeah. Venezuela, a cup of coffee. And I'll assume it's not the, the syrupy, sweet, big thing. It's, it's just normal black coffee, coffee cream. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like you get at Bob Evans or Denny's yep. or something. Yep. Great. Uh one cup of coffee costs take a stab at it. Uh what's Venezuela? Let's go maybe fifty bucks. It's a little bit higher than that.
3: Okay, uh $100. a hundred dollars.
2: It's just a little bit.
3: Uh okay, two fifty?
2: No, it's higher. Higher. Five hundred. Keep going. A thousand. No, keep 2, 000,
3: going. Two thousand. No, keep going. Five thousand. No, keep going. Ten no, thousand. No. Fifteen thousand. No, why are
2: you coming in so low?
3: Fifty thousand. It's
2: Venezuela. Keep 000, going. A hundred thousand. No. A quarter million. No, it's higher. Uh one million? Yes. <laughs> A million dollars? Uh, it's a million bolivars, but that is... Oh, okay. Bolivars, but yes. yes. Huh. But it's inflation and it adjusts. Yes. And that's the whole point of this. They relate it to everybody else. Mm-hmm. A cup of coffee in Venezuela costs one million bolivars. Bolivares. Or if you go to uh, the Caracas uh, Starbucks, okay. two million bolivars. That better be some... <laughs> Damn good coffee. (laughs) Those
3: baristas (laughs) better be dancing, better be modeling. They better be actually... It. Sir, would you like some more coffee? Yes. Okay. I'll sip it for you. Too hot. Can you blow on that, please? By the way, the the coffee comes with a happy ending, right? <laughs> it's better. Oh, happy ending, happy morning, <laughs> happy happy mid-afternoon, a siesta. I'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> happy ending. Right,
2: right.
3: I bet I got two, like at right. least two months
2: of happy endings. That's what I'm saying. Yes. A million. Wow. Now, to put that into perspective of how quickly inflation has run amok in Venezuela. Okay. Two years ago, when they did this same coffee statistic, index? this same coffee index in Caracas, Venezuela, for a cup of coffee, it was, take a guess. Uh, let's go 100. 450 Bolivars. 450. Two years, two years later, ago? 1 wow. million I mean, two bolivars. Years. Wow. Yeah, two years later.
3: Wow.
2: Today's price is the equivalent of a fifth for one cup of coffee even within their structure okay okay cuz they relate the million to country to country within their structure got it one cup of coffee is a fifth of a monthly income a fifth
3: wow
2: so it's a little less than a week's pay yeah. <clears throat> maybe 3 days pay something like that yeah. for it. well if you do assuming you do Monday through Friday that's uh, yeah probably about 3 4 days Wow. Or um, if you wanted to buy that cup of coffee with the most common bill in circulation right now okay. in Venezuela, it is the $100 Bolivar note. Okay. Okay. You'd need to gather up a stack of 10,000 of them.
3: Wow. Just for a cup of coffee. Right. That's not the essentials. Coffee is not essential. Imagine how much it, something that is essential, like um, toilet paper that they ran out of.
2: What do you what do food? You, what, do, what do you think? a steaks costing you? Yeah,
3: right. What do you think rent is? Oh,
2: pfft. gasoline, and they have a lot of gasoline in there. This is uh, exactly. This is the Weimar Republic. This is wheelbarrows full of money. Take a little bath. Yep. This is yeah. They could take. The, you you got to be Scrooge McDuck just <laughs> yes. to pay your monthly yes. bills, right? Yes. Diving in and doing yes. the whole thing. So. This little uh, OAC chick that just got uh, the nomination for the Democrats in New York's 4th Congressional District. And she, she mentioned stuff like this. I want to know her take on Caracas. How is it so different? How is it so wrong? Remember what they have. What does Venezuela have? Venezuela has not just a socialist economy when it comes to this. They have socialists running the thing. Yep. They have big government. Yep. So even if she were to say... You don't understand, Doc, there's a dictator there and we don't have a dictator. This is so, this is democratic socialism, whatever. Yep. You know, that's what they call it too. Yep. But okay, you still support big government. This is big government. And the big government has led to the economic failures. Venezuela is the Saudi Arabia of oil. Yes. Saudi Arabia is like Saudi oil. Yep. This is the Saudi Arabia of oil. Yep. Meaning it is the Saudi Arabia of Saudi Arabia. Venezuela is the most oil-rich country on the planet. And I mean, look they, at them now. and Right, and if you go back in history, if you go about 100 years ago, they did really well. They were, they were doing fine, and they had a couple of bad big government socialists get in over the years and keep promising the people, and the people got brainwashed and used to free stuff from the government, and now, even though they have all this oil, they can't drill it out of the ground because the government owns it all and cannot drill it. The government cannot ship it to anybody else because they own the transportation and can't get it done.
3: And they got some sanctions.
2: They cannot refine it because the government owns the refineries and cannot get it refined. If it were to be refined into gasoline, they couldn't ship it to gas stations. Nope. It is a complete and utter failure. We have this living, breathing example that is rolling out in front of our eyes over the last couple of years. We're watching it day by day, blow by blow. Where's the coverage in America? Well, doc, the socialism, whatever. Where's the coverage of the people who are suffering? Yeah. It doesn't exist. The
3: weight loss they have done. And <clears throat> have you seen
2: the studies of how much weight they've lost? They've lost yeah, the average person's now at like 35 pounds or something like yeah. that. And they're, they've already eaten all the animals in the zoo. You can't, yep. There's no dogs on the street because they've eaten all of them. Why? Because a cup of coffee costs you a million bolivar.
3: Did you see one of the headlines? I love this headline. but I don't love it. One of the headlines was they send in military police to enforce the prices Yeah, into little bodegas, which what we call here you know, supermarkets. Right. They're sending the police to yeah. enforce those prices.
2: Right, Come I, on. So it's a million dollars for a cup of coffee. Um, a dog steak is like a million five <laughs> cat stakes are a little bit less a little bit, a little little yeah. bit. Yeah. so if you don't want to be like venezuela and you actually want some money you want some income if you're a proud capitalist and you want to understand what's going on and what the future is i have an idea for you and that is a free online investment training broadcast that glenn beck is hosting and that is coming up thursday july 19th so just a few weeks from today it's going to be online And it's going to teach you about a new asset class that I've been investing in. Glenn has. Chris has as well. Not a lot of money. I don't have a lot. But I've made significant amounts off of cryptocurrency. Ah, Doc, cryptocurrency. It's a scam. You don't know what it is or whatever. Some may be. Yeah. The technology is not. Blockchain. It's constantly evolving. Even the initial Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin blockchain has evolved already. They've got others up there. At least some of this is going to be the wave of the future. You need to know more and you can learn about it. Whether you end up saying, yeah, I want to invest money or not, go to the free investment training seminar. It's online. Just go to BeckCryptoShow.com. Beck, as in Glenn Beck, BeckCryptoShow.com and register for this free event. It's absolutely free. Learn something about it. Glenn and his number one crypto expert, Tika from Palm Beach Letter, will walk you through the case for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. He's also going to tell you um, some ones that you can buy. He'll get three specific ones that he likes. Uh, you'll get exclusive free training on the new market, how to go about it, uh, how you could turn a few hundred dollars, maybe into a small fortune. You have a chance to learn something here, and a chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. It's all online. BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. Register now for free. Breck. Darn it. I was going to finish big. BeckCryptoShow.com.
0: Speak your mind. 888 3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three.
2: The morning blaze with Doc Thompson. So I mentioned OAC, that chick who just got the nomination for the Democrats for the New York Fourteenth uh, Congressional District. That unless something goes terribly, terribly wrong for her, she is going to be a Congresswoman in the fall. That's well, first of the year, she would get elected in the fall. The media has covered her unlikely upset of that longtime Democrat a little differently. Then they covered Dave Bratz. Huh. Now, Dave Bratt's upset was even more shocking. It is the only time that a majority leader has been upset.
3: Think about that.
2: In the history of America. The only time, still today. Now, this other dude that this OAC chick ended up upsetting was leadership. Yeah. But not that high up. And he was supposed to be the next speaker. Uh, the next speaker. Right. He was. If he the was Democrats would take yep, the House. That would have been. He, he would the, have been in the shoe. It yeah. was him. So still significant, and she's younger than Dave, but so still significant. Let's just say they're the same. How did the media cover it? Well, our friends at the, is this the Free Washington Beacon? Free, Beacon. Free Beacon put uh, a little collage together to show how differently it was covered betwixt the two. All right, so like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Abdul El-Sayed is gaining popularity as a Democrat with a bold progressive platform that some
0: say is simply socialism. Some wacky turns in politics. The big shocker, of course,
2: Eric Cantor being unseated by a little known arch conservative. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, thank you as well. Thank Congratulations. You so much.
1: Up next, thank you very much. from one badass woman to a full list of badass women. I think Eric Cantor
0: understands what free markets are.
1: And he picked up high profile support in the form of far-right Republican pundits like Mark Levin and Laura Ingraham.
0: I mean, she did something super impressive, before. Wow, the, yeah. just the, the chops in that yeah. conversation, um, really fascinating to see. Brittany really couldn't articulate answers to even the most basic policy questions, as Dave Bratt proved himself in his disastrous first round of television interviews today.
4: Whatever people think of your
0: politics, mm-hmm. uh, your tenacity and passion are something everyone should uh, be excited about and proud of. So do you think it's time to throw in the towel and just put in the most conservative person you can possibly find in the House, since that's what the election seem to show? A woman who ran one of the most inc- one of the most incredibly impressive campaigns, honestly, in recent memory. It's a humanitarian crisis that the Drudge report has blown up into a full right wing panic, and <laughs> which David Bratt himself, citing Drudge, used against Cantor right up through election day. This campaign was smart. Yes, she is a democratic socialist. Um, but she really did in her viral campaign ad play uh-huh. the idea of working class. When you get these very low turnout primaries in that people aren't paying any attention to, they can be easily hijacked by activists. It's about being cannibalized by their far right and that's what happened last night.
2: Boom! It's Friday the 13th, a pretty fitting end to a horror show week for the Republican Party. In the wake of Eric Cantor's stunning loss. Unbelievable. Wow. It's, I mean, right there. It's inconsistent. She's so articulate. And even if you don't like her policies, she's just so wonderful. So impressive campaign. Badass woman. Badass woman. Badass. Eric Cantor couldn't even answer the most basic policy of questions. Do you know Eric Cantor's history, by the way?
3: Yeah, I remember Eric Cantor.
2: He was a, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Dave Bratz. Dave yes. Brat's history, when he upset him, He's a, he was a professor at Old Dominion, a professor economics. of economics, yeah. who went to the seminary. Dave Brat can answer questions. Oh, I think He knows so. that answer. I think so. He's not somebody, he, he spoke for a living in front of students. He lectured all the time. He was not somebody who was not articulate, yet he couldn't even answer the most basic of policy questions. Meanwhile, this chick, who offers talking points, so Wonderful So articulate. She's great.
3: Badass woman. From a badass woman (laughs) to another badass woman.
2: Good. 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 Good Good for you. Well, we know what's going on there. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back with more (laughs) on this The Morning Blaze.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, The Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning
2: Blaze with Doc Thompson. On this day after 4th of July, as we come off a day when a lot of us are celebrating our country's independence, and hopefully you take that moment or you naturally had a moment where you think, what is America, what it's about? patriotism you know at the forefront of our thinking a lot of us will think about things like the declaration of independence and the constitution and such it's probably a good point to pause and say okay what what's coming what are we doing why is this so difficult our representative republic is a muddy dirty business at times Making it work is is difficult. Freedom's not free and it's not easy. It is so not easy. Self-governance? No, it's not easy. Here's the difference. Self-governance versus anything else. Whatever that anything else is, your life may be bad. But you have no choice of changing it. And it's not your fault. You're just suffering. That's what you do. So when you say it's horrible under those situations, you know, a king, a dictator, a, a, oligarchy, a theocracy, whatever your life's just bad. When you say they have a hard life, it means it's uncomfortable. They don't have the things they need. There's disease. They're beaten. They're tortured. That's a bad life, yes. That's a hard life. When you say hard life in America, it doesn't mean that. It means it's difficult to govern ourselves. Because you have to deal with everybody else. The Founding Fathers did a pretty good job laying it all out. But it's still difficult at times. Still within that difficulty... Still, within all the changes, I feel like something is missing. I don't know. We've thrown out all kinds of ideas. But there's something missing. There is something else in the divide. There's some other wedge in there. I think it's the DC machine. I think that's the difference. Because it constantly pushes. And it benefits. How many issues have they not solved? Even when either party has had complete power. They could have passed anything they wanted. Think about the two years of Obama where he, they had, Democrats had complete control. Or the last two years with the Republicans. Had they had their act together and done it right, they could have churned out... Dozens and dozens of bills. If they had their act together and the Republicans had eight years. Eight years to say, when we're back in, we've already had the bills written. We're just going to start slamming them through. Why? It benefits them if they don't. That's the difference. So then you say, well, what comes next? We are not going to stay at this fever pitch forever. It doesn't happen. Chaos does not last at the same level. It's not stagnant. It's not, it's not fixed. It's either going up or down. Either we get a malaise about the chaos and it starts settling down because it's the new norm. Or it keeps ratcheting up. So if you're the power brokers and you keep saying, I got to ratchet this up. And we are more, sorry, we are less sensitive to it. You got to go farther. You got to go farther. What's the farther? What is the farther? What's the thing that, the next thing that makes us go, (gasps) what's the thing after that? (gasps) As we become desensitized. A new poll says that one in three or about 31% of voters believe. That it is likely that the United States will experience, within the next five years, a civil war. Wow. One third of your fellow Americans believe that within the next five years, it is likely that the United States will experience a second civil war. And all the bad that comes with it. They don't mean a civil war like a, like a slap fight.
3: No, no, no. no. no, no.
2: Like the, no, no, no. They mean all out shooting your neighbors, brothers against brothers, civil war. 11% over 10%, 11 said that they think the civil war is very likely. 59% said they fear that the political violence is coming from those who oppose president Trump's policies. Almost 60% say they believe that physical or political violence is coming from people who oppose Trump and his policies. Wow. A third are very concerned about the possibility of violence. 37% of Democrats were more afraid of a civil war. 32% of Republicans. Think about that. They're very close. A third of Republicans... And a little more, 37% Democrats. Meaning, it's both. So if I said, 59% of Democrats believe that violence is coming, you'd go, well, it's Democrats, and they're so worried about Trump, and they think he's all about hate, and you know, banning people, and all this stuff. You'd go, it makes sense why they say that. I got it. Or, if I said, of Republicans believe that violence is coming because people oppose Trump. You go, okay, look at those knuckleheads out there, right? They're going to members of his cabinet's house and protesting an ICE agent's house. I got it, great. But both sides have solid reasons and viewpoints of why they believe so much violence and a full civil war is possible. Meaning they both have been successful at ginning up their peeps. What does that lead to? Yep. Civil War. Chris Cruz and I go to a bar, let's say. Okay. Let's say a Dairy Queen, because bar just sounds so troubling. Very, very. Okay, Dairy Queen. We roll up, let's not say Dairy Queen. I really don't like Dairy Queen that much. Can we say Andy's frozen custard? How about Coldstone Creamery? They have those weird sizes.
3: I know, but still, it's still good. The Delicious.
2: the gotta shove it in my pie hole, need to lap up five million calories, absolutely want to get diabetes. Is that it? Yes, nailed it. Okay, nailed it. We roll into the Cold Stone. Have you ever had the Andes frozen ice cream? No. Or frozen custard? No. Oh, legit. I hear in Dallas. Awesome. They're around the. Uh, they're in Arkansas where I am, oh, and then okay. all over. Uh, I think they're up in like Kansas area, okay. and Iowa. Or you can go to East Coast Original in Cleveland. You know, I'm Mm. from Cleveland, right? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm from Ohio. Anyway. Nice. We roll up to get some frozen castard. Okay. And as we roll up, some guy, you know I'm talking about the tough guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Right? Where nothing's right. He's buffed. He's got the wife beater. He's been at the gym all day. Don't stink. Exactly. And he's just looking for trouble. Yep. Because that's where he gets his self worth, right? (laughs) Okay. Chris and I walk by. Somehow there's a misunderstanding and he's like, Oh, you got a job and gets in Chris's face. Right? And I like a little girl go running screaming away. Aww. And Chris says, Hey man, I'm I'm really sorry. It's no big deal. We just whatever. Now he may say, Damn right, it's sorry. Hey man, listen, seriously, I'm sorry. It's cool. You know it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> cool. It's okay. It's just all right, man. All right, cool. <laughs> And it goes away. Because one side was like, hey, I'm not interested in this, right? Chris was reasonable. Yes. You get two of those bronies, right? Bruh, bruh, bruh. Two of the frat boys, right? They're up there. Both of them ready for the punch palace, right? They're just looking for trouble. And the one goes up and goes, dude, you got my whatever. He goes, you got Bobby You got Bobby's, And what happens? Fight. Boom. Fight. That's what you have here. Neither side is the reasonable Chris Cruz that is putting ahead of fighting and being stupid his true concern. The thing that matters most, and that is getting yummy frozen castard from Andes or East Coast Original or even some yummy ice cream from Cold Stone. Thank you. They're not prioritizing. Instead, it's just, I want to, yeah, well, I want to. That's it. When that many people, 32% of Republicans, 37% of Democrats say it's likely a civil war is coming. Now, voters not associated with any political party or any, at least the major two, right? They say at 26%, they think a civil war is likely. Wow. Meaning, some of those that aren't as caught up in either one of the parties, maybe they don't think they're involved, but they're looking at everybody else going, oh my gosh, they're going to fight. Something's going to happen. Right. That's like me running away as a little girl, right? I'm standing in the bushes. Something's going to happen. And I go like this, oh, Chris is good. Chris is just walking. Oh, good, good. I hope he orders me ice cream. I don't want to come out of the bushes. But if I see the two bronies, you know, the two muscle heads there, and and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to fight. I really think they're going to fight. Oh my gosh, they're going to fight. I'm not going to get ice cream. That's what's happening there. Yep. Women and voters under the age of 40 are even more concerned about the chance of civil war than men and older voters. Wow. Uh uh-huh. Now, try to wrap your head around all of that information while at the same time hearing that they took a recent survey. I think it was even the same one. I think it was both Rasmussen which always sounds like you have something in your throat, Rasmussen, said that 42% of voters believe the country is, quote, headed in the right direction. Okay. So what's that say? Headed in the right direction is more about jobs, economy, stuff like that. The tangible. The likely to have a civil war is ideological. Yeah. 42% headed in the right direction. That's pretty solid, given Trump, given the divisive nature of everything else, right? Yeah, and I think it was two weeks
3: ago or last week, he was at 45% approval.
2: Right, which is climbing for him. Yeah, That's pretty amazing. So what I've realized with all of this is, so it's D.C., and then, of course, the media, whatever that means, but we're accepting of all those things, including the media. Last week, Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy Said he's going to resign. Going to retire. Trump gets to pick somebody, obviously. Remember that. Last year, he uh, speechified. And he talked about the future and the future of media. And he said something interesting that at least part of it I agree with. Part, I think he's just a bit off. He said the cyber age has tremendous potential. I agree with that. And we've only scratched the surface. He said, but... If media in the cyber age, if it bypasses space and time where there's just this obsession with the present, this neglect of our heritage and history, then our world will change. And I don't think he means for the better. Then he said, journalists have to begin to understand we are in a new world as the cyber age changes how we share and encounter our news. Part of what we're going through and experiencing now is our unpreparedness to be in this new world, this new age. We're learning how to deal with all this stuff. We may look back 10, 15, 20, 100 years from now and go, okay, we got all that figured out. Now we know what's legit, what's not. We know we've stopped trolling people. What? A- okay, we won't do that because that's too much fun. <laughs> but you see my point. We haven't known how to do it. We're writing the rules. But think about what he said when he said, if we bypass space and time where there's just this obsession with the present. He is absolutely right. We are obsessed with the present and the past. I think he missed that part. There's part of the past we're obsessed with. Not history and heritage. No. No. The only past, we only live in the present. I want to feel good, eh, press the button, eh, troll somebody, eh, post it on Facebook. I need it now, now, now. It's present. We do care about the past when it comes to wrongdoing and wrongdoers. History, lessons learned, heritage, eh, none, doesn't matter. You know, we had slaves a couple hundred years ago. That's the only stuff we remember. The future We don't care about the future unless it's trying to screw somebody out of something. The future and crafting something good based on life lessons, no. There is no future when it comes to investing, preparing, getting your children prepared for that stuff. It's "Eh, feel good now. I got that pizza in hand, shove it in the gullet. Done. I think he's absolutely right on that. You want to figure this out? We're going to have to figure it out together. If you're tired of some of this nonsense, some of this nonsense comes from your money being used against you on stuff you don't agree with. We are ideologically right. We know that because we are basing our ideology on things that have been successful in the past in the founding of America. We know we're right. We have not been good at battling and explaining. So how do we do it? Well, we got to put time, effort, and money we got to stop giving our money to organizations and companies that work against us, like Big Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash doc is a mobile company for you. You sign up for an account, and a little bit of the money you pay them in profits does what? It goes to things and candidates you support. Every other mobile company, big, small, in America, does the exact opposite. They give money to progressive causes.
3: We learn about Cribble Mobile and Credo Action. Credo Action is sending people... To harass
2: ICE,
3: ICE agents, agent families, the family members,
2: not the agents' family members. And so, let's say you know the other big mobile companies aren't doing anything as obviously egregious, but they're, they're still they're funding some of the same. They're funding stuff. the senators. probably funding ACO or, that, that actually ends up going. I'm to sorry, AOC. AOC,
1: AOC, yeah. Oh, oh AOC, yeah. yeah, yeah that uh, chick Ocasio from the yeah. yeah.
2: Yep, they probably are. Yeah, that's who they fund. So fight back. By just switching your mobile company, switch to patriotmobile.com slash doc. patriotmobile.com slash doc. It only takes about 10, 15 minutes. Don't worry. The coverage is awesome. The customer service, amazing. And the prices are fantastic as well. You can get an iPhone 6X, six bucks a month, a J7, whatever that is, for six bucks a month. And they have a nationwide uh, unlimited plans that start at 20 bucks a month. Come on, man. It's patriotmobile.com slash doc. You can also call 800A Patriot. patriotmobile.com slash doc.
0: You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. collision of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of The Morning Blaze, but before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned that part-time parents have to make up for lost time by forcing their kids to do many more chores.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's just (laughs) what you have to do. do. It's tough love, baby.
2: (laughs) We learned that I need a snake mafia to take care of those other snakes.
3: Oh, I'm in. The Don snake? (laughs) Or is it the Dom Snake?
2: I think it's the Don Snake. Don Snake, okay. Around okay. here, it's the Dom Snake, but okay. that's Don Snake. <laughs> we learned sparklers are a dangerous, unimpressive fail. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, the yes. upside versus the downside, no. We learned sea lice is not carried by mermaid prostitutes. It's not. I don't think are it is. Are you sure? Well, Pretty sure. sure. Maybe we didn't learn that. No, no. I no. wouldn't take any chances with any trashy looking mermaids. <laughs> just in case.
3: Well there were the flimsy things on the Right, yeah, the seashells yeah. and whatever. And it's opposite.
2: If, yeah. and if they're too if they're too forward, why is know. the bottom the fish side? <laughs> just move on. Would it be better if the top was the fish? I don't think you win on either one of those.
3: Are you sure? I don't think so. Family Guy taught us if the top is the fish side, it
2: could work. I think it's still a little rough. I think it's a little rough either way. Okay. Okay. We also learned a cup of coffee in Venezuela is one million Bolivars. We learned a cup of coffee at Starbucks in Venezuela is five million Bolivars. (laughs) This Starbucks story. Oh, I forgot to say about Starbucks. Okay. I got a second. Okay. Here it is. So I've been going to a local coffee shop. Okay. Over the course of a couple of weeks. A okay. couple of days a week, probably over the course of three, four weeks. I had a bunch of things to do that I had to do there and sit there. It's a long story. But anyway, so I go two days in a row mm-hmm. and I use a fake name always. Randomly, just whatever. Sometimes it's Randy. Sometimes it's Pete. Sometimes it's Carlos. Okay. I go in. Girl goes, yeah, and what's the name? And I go, Carlos. She goes, all right, Carlos. Great. <laughs> I go in. It happens to be the next day. Okay. I say, this is what I want, whatever. And she goes, Carlos, right? Oh, hello. And I was like, yes, that's right, Carlos. Now I'm Carlos. Are you? I went in like a week later. And she goes, hey, Carlos. Nice. Look at me.
3: Nice. Am I Carlos? No, you're not Carlos. I am not
2: Carlos. You're not Carlos at all. I have been running like crazy. Yeah. And tan as I can be. And I am still four shades lighter than Carlos. (laughs) Than anybody named Carlos. It's just not happening. No, it is not. You're not Carlos. Right. So I go in and and now it's just like, hey, Carlos. Hey, gonna go see Carlos. Whatever. (laughs) And while I am very impressed that they are so friendly, now I I have an alias. Oh, you do? So you if, do. let's say I go rogue someday and shoplift in there, and they go there like it's Carlos, and they check out, and they're like, that's not your name. Mm-hmm. Then I have an alias that's on my police record. Yep, yep, you do. The whole point of the fake name is you have random fake names. Yes, yes. You don't want to be known. Now I'm known. <laughs> you are. But as Carlos. You are. You are known. So I go in with a buddy like a week after that. Okay. And they're like, hey, Carlos, or whatever, and he no. looks at me. It's our friend Adam. Oh, okay, okay. And he okay. looks at me, and he goes... Carlos, and he's giving it to me, and I go, hey, and I go. It's long story. Just don't, just don't, whatever. Just, just don't, whatever. Carlos, just just call idiot? me Carlos. What are you talking about? Address me oh, as Carlos. So he's like, then he overplays it. Carlos, oh, buddy. Carlos, my on. friend, my good friend, Carlos. Uh, Carlos, Carlitos. Okay, <laughs> let's just move Carlitos. on. <laughs> I got a fake name and an alias at Starbucks. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Well,
3: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a.k.a. AOC, needs to visit Venezuela. You know, when you say your name, I kind of like it. You kind of like Let it? Let me hear that again. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez.
2: Wow, it's just so good with yes. rolling the R's.
3: Uh, did you know about the café con leche? The what? The café con
2: leche. Oh, is that the café scale?
3: Uh, no, it's a, well, it's a million bucks, same as downtown. <laughs> Do you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got oh, you to the Colucci, A million bucks so you're <laughs> I love it. Love it. That joke is the best. All right. What, if anything, did the listeners learn today?
3: Well, Jacko59 saying 31% of voters believe civil war is coming. Right. 69% believe that a new group of Republicans will rise up. Oh, well,
2: of course. Yeah. 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 Right.
3: NTNB Jacko007 saying if you're an anti-child porn activist and get caught with kitty porn, you're doing it wrong. You are wrong. definitely
2: doing it wrong. Yep, yep. Hey, I didn't get to those new numbers on procrastination. Uh, That's completely on me. But the good news is we can do them tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow?
3: A lot of topics,
2: Doc. A lot, a lot of, of oh, topics. And, uh, Friday leftovers. Friday. Day leftovers. Yep. What does Glenn yep. have coming up in his Not show? Not Glenn, Pat and Stu. Oh, Pat's in for Glenn. That's yep. right? He's off. And uh, what is Pat wearing today? Do we the have... old man look. Look at him. Yeah, he he has needs that to a, shave. He has that every day. That's, I don't know what year yeah. it's different. I right, remember, The Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home.
3: Easy.
0: See you tomorrow. All right. right the Morning Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is The Morning Blaze